across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, domestic abusers in Hertfordshire volunteer to be tagged, Prince Charles to meet Gerry Adams and fresh appeal for suspect after attack on Watford fan. BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. The scheme is focused on Stevenage, which has one of the highest rates of domestic abuse in the county. More from Tony Fisher. The main aim is to work with the offenders themselves to help prevent further offending and safeguard victims. By putting GPS tags called Buddy on them, police can monitor their movements. One abuser who's taking part in the scheme says having the tag has made him think twice about his actions and stops him creating grief with his ex-partner. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin President Gerry Adams later as he begins a visit to the west of Ireland where his great-uncle Lord Mountbatten was murdered by the IRA in 1979. The meeting is the first in the Irish Republic between a member of the royal family and a representative of the Republican group. A jury has been told how members of a child sex ring in Aylesbury abused two vulnerable schoolgirls on a massive scale. One girl, who was aged 12 or 13 at the time, alleges she was abused and passed between 60 men who had sex with her in the Buckinghamshire town. 11 men on trial at the Old Bailey, including six from Aylesbury, deny a total of 52 sexual offences between 2006 and 2012. The case continues. Police investigating the attack on Watford fan Nick Cruis have renewed, renewed their appeal to trace a suspect. The 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead was left with head injuries after being attacked after Watford's match at Wolves in March. More from Gail Sanderson. The football fan could be left with a lasting brain injury and is facing a long recovery at a specialist rehabilitation unit. Police say it's having a massive impact on his wife and children. They want to trace a man shown in CCTV images who they believe could be from Telford in Shropshire. So far, 12 people have been arrested and bailed in connection with the assault. One of the contenders to be the next Labour leader, Yvette Cooper, has criticised the way Ed Miliband addressed the business world. The Shadow Home Secretary said the party had appeared anti-growth and ultimately anti-worker. An animal rights group wants to change the name of a Hertfordshire pub which dates back to the 8th century. Peter, people for the ethical treatment of animals, say Yel fighting cocks in St Albans should be given a more compassionate name but Patrick Chaplin from the Pub History Society says it's not a good idea. It's a, a very, very famous, well-established, unique public house and I would think that it's probably listed and if it is listed then you cannot do anything about the name of the pub. In sport, Luton Town players Sean Wally and Ricky Miller have left the club. The pair were suspended by the Hatters last month after an alleged assault on a taxi driver and in last night's Premier League match, Champions Chelsea lost 3-0 at West Brom. The weather, a bright morning with some showers, but heavier rain this afternoon, which could turn thundery with some hail. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Road. Have you seen the sunshine out there? It's sunshining. It's three minutes past six. What the heck? So, Cox, where do you stand on them? Some people want them removed from the names of a pub. Can you believe that? 
show on other bits and pieces. 08459 four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, why isn't that CD playing? Oh, maybe it's on the wrong one. Hang on. Hang on a second, guys. Hang on a second one. No, that's CD one. The CD's not playing. Hmm. Thinks. Kels, my CD's not playing. It's going to be one of those shows today, guys. Well, wait, I'm in no rush. Do you want me to sing? No, mate. Are you sure? Yeah, why is that CD not playing? Well, it's playing. It's playing, but it's not. It's not playing on the wireless, is it? Have I got the right thing on here? What's this one? Oh, look! Well, hang on a minute, that's not... Oh, all right, there we go. There we go. Thank you, Kells. Right, let's do that all that again. Right, let's start the show. Tun, tun, tun. Thank you very much indeed.
it's it's Hanson fever in my house at the moment. I say my house in my car. The boys are wigging out to that. Anyway, uh, a number of men found guilty of assaulting their exes have volunteered to be GPS tagged as part of a new prevention scheme in Hertfordshire. They're all based in Stevenage, which Hearts Police says has one of the highest domestic violent rates in the county. Uh, Catherine, what is this? Well, this scheme's about working with offenders who recognise there is a problem with the way they've been behaving and want to change. It's voluntary. The six men who've been tagged with these global positioning devices are doing it of their own free will in the hope it will keep their exes safe but also to stop them from reoffending, stop the behaviour that's, that's making them continue to behave that way. Um, now, this, uh, these tags are made by a local firm called Buddy and they're monitored by a specific team of four officers led by a detective inspector by the name of Hannah Mann. She's uh, based at Stevenage Police Station. Now, unfortunately, uh, she's not available this morning but we were sent a statement quoting her and talking about the fact that a lot of the men taking part in the scheme have had uncontrolled drink or drug problems in the past. So the idea is to stop them reoffending by helping them sort out those underlying issues in a supportive environment. And what do the offenders think? Well, the police press office told us about one of the men who's in his 20s and volunteered to be tagged last year, and he admits that he didn't think it would work back then, but he knew his behaviour wasn't right and couldn't carry on. He says having the tags made him think twice about his actions, and instead of going over to his ex's house and, in his words, creating grief, he now stops and thinks about it. He says he's no longer angry and frustrated and he's come to realise it was really exhausting living a chaotic life of being stressed out all the time. He adds he's also determined that when the tag comes off he will not behave how he used to and he'd advise anyone who's const constantly offending and wants to break the cycle to consider doing this. And this is an ongoing programme to tackle domestic violence, is yeah, it? Yeah, about five years ago Hertfordshire Police started using this same GPS tracking technology to ensure the safety of domestic abuse victims who are at risk of abduction. The body tracker can also be used to alert the police quickly and easily if the need arises. It's small enough to hold in your hand or carry in a bag and it tracks movement every 15 seconds so if the wearer feels threatened they can activate it to alert the police instantly. Uh, and if the device leaves a designated area then there's an alert goes off and the police can investigate.
Morning, suckers. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Old Stratford on the A422, that's just north, uh, just south of Buckingham on the Milton Keynes side of the uh, roundabouts on the A422, that's been closed between Old Stratford and Stratford Road at Deansanger because of an accident and investigation work. In High Wycombe on New Road, there's water mains work going on at Five Acre Wood. And in Hartford on the A414 westbound, there's a lane closed there at Thieves Lane between there and Birchall Lane for roadworks, which could, which could also cause some delays this morning. There's no reports of any problems, though, on the trains. Samantha Brown. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.15, it is uh, Tuesday the 19th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Jerry Adams, later, 36 years after the IRA murdered his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. And an animal group wants to change the name of the historic St Albans pub, Ye Oldie Fighting Cocks. BBC Three Counties Radio. That was rude. I shouldn't have called Petter that. Sorry, that was rude. Gardeners. Landscapers. Tree sculptors. They're all coming together this week. And I'll be there to see it happening. Nick Coffer. This afternoon, I'll be live from the heart of London to bring you the Chelsea Flower Show. It's a family garden, so there's somewhere to sort of sit, cook, just spend time together. I'll chat to all the local enthusiasts who are taking part. Sort of encapsulates everything that's British, and I suppose looking at it, all the seasonal produce we have. And bring you the sights and sounds from one of Britain's best events. And she's an extraordinary artist and uh, is made of cedar and black graphite. Nick Coffer. Live from the Chelsea Flower Show. Today from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've been in this town so long and back in the city I've been taken for a lost and gone And I'm known for a long, long time Fell in love years ago with an innocent girl Who from the Spanish and Indian home Pulled up the heroes and
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Dee Lee. Lovely harmonies. Lovely harmonies. <laughs> oh, I could tell you an exciting story about the Beach Boys, but I'm not allowed to tell you. Oh, go on, please. I'm not allowed to tell you, I'm not allowed to tell you on air. Oh, why? Well, because it's um, it may not happen. Oh. I can tell you off air. Oh, you're in the know, aren't you? I'm I'm in the know. Oh, mate, you're so showbiz. I, mate, honestly, this is the most showbiz thing. What is, uh, I, I can't even say. <laughs> honestly, I tell you off air. It's exciting. I forgot wow. to mention it to you earlier. Brilliant. Now on to um, well, <laughs> well, it's um, I don't want to call you our cock correspondent, Daily, but in I many can, ways I can be today. Animal rights campaigners are calling for an end to lots of things. But uh, they want to change the name of a pub, don't they, Justin? Yes. What, uh, what is this? It's this is uh, a pub in St Albans, a very historic pub. Yeah. It's called Ye Old Fighting Cocks. Mm, and uh, there hasn't been any beef for, what, 143 years? Don't but... mention beef, they'll have a problem with that as well. <laughs> but now the animal rights charity, Peter, they do have beef. And... Permission to interrupt. Go on. Is it Petter or Peter? Because I, I, everyone seems to alternate with what they say. I don't know what yeah. the correct answer is. I mean, for me, it's Peter. It's always been Peter. Right. People for the Ethical Peter, Treatment Peter, Peter. of Animals, yep. the charity. Yep. Um, so they've got an issue with oh, the yeah. name here. It's been called Ye Old Fighting Cocks since 1872. Gosh, they must be tired. It doesn't yeah. even make sense. <laughs> but uh, the charity say that, guess what? It promotes violence towards animals. Oh, for crying so out So when you loud. walk past that pub, you think, oh, ye old fighting cocks animal cruelty yeah yep. uh, i mean admittedly um if you go onto the pub website it does say that cockfighting did take place there in the main bar but that was in the late 19th <laughs> and early 20th century and that's why it's called the fighting yes. cocks exactly history lots of things in history which were wrong but that's why it's I got the name i'm surprised justin at the number of pubs i see called the black boys Yep, plenty Lots of pubs around. Lots of pubs called the Black Boys. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just, it's it's one of those things, you oh, know, you see... the name of a pub. Grow up, Peter, Petter, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> when later you'll be talking to them in full, but uh, oh. Dawn Cart is from Peter, and she explained, and this is classic, she explained why a change of name would be a positive step. Fighting cocks brings to mind the violence of cockfighting, but a name like ye old clever cocks... That would reflect our present society's rejection of needless violence, and it would help celebrate a fascinating but often abused and misunderstood animal. Punters don't want to think about birds being forced to fight to the death while oh. sipping their ale, 
part of our point is that if, if with a name change like clever cocks, it would help to highlight the fact that chickens are intelligent, sensitive, oh, no, and social no, no. animals, as I'm sure the pub's punters are. Oh, <laughs> is that is that the woman we've got coming on? I believe so. Is yes. that is that we've got coming on, Catherine? Yeah, I think well, she's. Um, going to get short shrift today. I'm not in the mood today, Just. No, no, you're not, no. But uh, I'm assuming that um, everybody uh, with half a brain has realised this idea is nonsense. I mean, yeah, I popped along to the pub last night. Uh, the landlord said he'll be issuing a statement later, so he said, if, if you don't mind, uh, I'll be talking tomorrow. Please don't talk to my customers. So, w- we spoke oh. to people outside the pub oh. about this. These aren't people who go into the pub and spend a fortune every single week who are lined up to talk to us. Um, every single person that I spoke to thought uh, this was absolutely ridiculous. You'll hear those views in full later. Here's just one man for you. Well, it's historically called the old fighting cocks. Mm. So that's how it should stay. You don't see any problem with the name at all. When you see that name on that pub, you don't think, oh, animal cruelty. No, I think St Albans, oldest pub in the world. Talking sense, isn't he? And oh. as you walk into the pub, it's got the sign on the door there which says this is the world's oldest pub. As for the pub, uh, landlord Christo de Falli, he's told us they're, they're happy to discuss this with the animal charity, but he would like to remind everybody that the pub is very historic and also when children are taught about the name, they're told that cockfighting was wrong and that's why it was banned. But he's actually happy to, to find out again what locals thing but I'm surprised that that he's even willing to talk to the animal charity about this issue oh well you've got uh, oh man alive you just see every now and again these stories come up and you just think what thing is Peter 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 is um, is is you know it's not they're not some kind of uh, minority we had the fella on a few weeks ago Mm. who wanted to end petting zoos right yeah and there were about 100 people in his organisation on Facebook. Uh, this is, you know, Petra Peter is a, is a, is a big group. And they're they a do big some, group. They're a big group. They do some absolutely fantastic work. And it just seems very odd they're picking on one of the world's oldest pubs about changing its name, which is a historical reference. Guys, there's no cockfighting which takes place in that pub. Make your own jokes at home. Mm. Now, um, she's on in about uh, An hour, 50, 50 minutes time. Yeah, so um, um, uh, if I were you guys at home, I'd get, I'd find a blank tape, <laughs> I'd put it into your cassette deck, and uh, record, play, and, and just just hold off the pause button until about 17 minutes past seven, because yeah. that's going to be spicy. I think so. Uh, just be. Oh, hey, it's nice weather, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely yesterday it gorgeous. Was today, absolutely oh, beautiful be- out here. Beautiful, isn't mm, it? Lovely. Uh, I've got nothing for you to take to the streets, because I'll be honest, just. As you know, I'm furious. Mm. I'm, f- I'm full of. I'm literally full of fury today. I was told. I was promised after the election the papers would get back to normal and yeah. they'd be so. There's nothing. I've got no- literally nothing from the Daily Mail today. You feel like you've been mugged off, don't you? Well, li- li- these are the um, seven, uh, eight stories I've written down. Right. Mm. Um, what times are best to do things? Yeah. A stupid mum. E-cigarettes. <laughs> hedgehogs. Airbnb, I eating virus. That's a good one, actually. Bucks Fizz and Grave Flat. That's it. Bucks Fizz. Is that the drink or, or the group we're talking it's, about? Oh, there? it's the it's the pop group, mate. Oh, lovely. Oh, Ooh. that's got me interested. Justin, speak to it. Thank you. Oh, I got a minute. Yeah, go on. Maybe we can send you out. Maybe we need to send you out on um, 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 a Eurovision vibe. Okay. Because Eurovision's happening. There's a lot in the papers about Eurovision. Eurovision is this this weekend. We think we'll get Scoins on. <laughs> He's the expert. 
Lockwood's going to that fruit uh, to that singer-songwriter's house oh, to, he's for a party. Doing that, isn't he's he? Do, he better be. Yeah. Um, Bucks Fizz are in the newspapers. Colin Berry is in the newspapers. Is he? He's been dropped from Eurovision. That was like 1985 that happened. Well, he's, been, he's in the papers today for being dropped. Really? Yeah. So maybe let's just go and see how excited people are about Eurovision. It oh. really is. The, the tension is mounting, Justin. Look for crazy people on the streets and put that question to them and just see what happens. Thank you very much. for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Old Stratford on the A422, just north of Milton Keynes, that's been closed in both directions because of an accident between the A5 and Stratford Road at Dean's Hangar, so that's closed on the Buckingham side of the roundabout, just north of Milton Keynes. In Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way, that's looking really slow on the speed sensors between the A41 at the Apex Corner and the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. And looking at the motorways, the M25 is starting to build up anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 at Watford. On the trains, Great Northern have delays between Arsley and Hitchin. That's because of overrunning overnight engineering works. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. The scheme is focused on Stevenage, which has one of the highest rates of domestic abuse in the county. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin President Gerry Adams later, 36 years after the IRA murdered his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. Police investigating the attack on Watford fan Nick Cruis have renewed their appeal to trace a suspect and an animal rights group wants to change the name of historic St Albans pub Yeldy Fighting Cocks. They say it should be given a more compassionate name. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town players Sean Wally and Ricky Miller have left the club. The pair were suspended by the Hatters last month after an alleged assault on a taxi driver. More from Jeff Doyle. Wally and Miller were arrested last month on suspicion of assault and released on police bail following the alleged incident. The club suspended the pair whilst launching an internal investigation into a breach of club discipline. Wally has now left the club by mutual consent. Miller has had his contract terminated subject to appeal. Defender Danny Fitzsimmons has also left the club by mutual consent. In last night's Premier League match, champions Chelsea were beaten 3-0 at West Brom and had Cesc Fabregas sent off. It's only Chelsea's third defeat of the season. Manager Jose Mourinho admits they've lost focus since claiming the title. In two matches we, we had one point and, uh, you know, but um, I can't blame the players. To blame the players, I have uh, to blame myself because I'm a bit like them. I, I also lost that salt and pepper that we need in football matches uh, that you need during the week to work at a high level. Elsewhere, Raheem Sterling is expected to tell Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers that he wants to leave Anfield this summer. The England forward had already turned down a new £100,000 a week contract with the club. Manchester City remain frontrunners for his signature. And ahead of the first cricket test of the summer on Thursday, batsman Joe Root has been named England's Player of the Year. Root paid tribute to sacked coach Peter Moores for getting the best out of him. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven.
BBC Three Counties Radio. There ain't nothing in the paper, so the next 25 minutes could be, um... Well, quiet. What have you got, Kath? Well, look at this, right? There's uh, a police trap bike fitted with £5,000 of technology designed. It's like Street Hawk, isn't it? Yeah, well... But without the lasers. What? I don't know if it had lasers. I don't remember it that well. It's like Street Hawk in that it's a bike, right? But it was rigged up so that you'd be able to track it if someone pinched it, and the idea was that someone would pinch it, right? Yeah. Guess what? Someone's pinched it. Why don't they make bicycles uh, with engines? Um, oh, there's motorbikes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so just make it easier. Anyway, yeah. someone pinched it, and oh. uh, guess what? They can't find it. Hey, has anybody got their um, iPads or their iPhones uh, set to that thing where you can find it if someone steals it? No. Exactly. Kelly, have you got yours set to it, something so it can... I have a Find My Friend app that me and my brother and oh, mum no. have so they can see where my phone is or where I am. That is muffed up, because supposing you're cheating on your mum and you're seeing another mum, mm. or you're seeing another brother, supposing that happens, yeah, then they go, right. I wonder where Kelly... Oh, no, she's seeing... Hang on a minute, that's the other mum's house. She's seeing another mum. Busted, mate. It happens. Completely busted. You've got to be so careful with this technology. It also means if I lose my phone, they'll know that I left it at my secret mum's house. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't I don't have any of that. I'm not... Here's the thing. I'm not on the cloud. I'm not on the cloud. I don't like the cloud. I don't trust the cloud. No. Because at some point, the government is going to say, ah, the cloud is ours. And they're going to um, want it... But how can my pictures just be floating in the air? Don't think so, David Cameron. I'm I, not falling for that one. But they trick you into going in the cloud, don't they? No. Because they say, oh, you're about to run out of storage space, but yeah. if you pay us this much money, yeah. you'll have more storage space, I'm right? happy to run out of storage space. or I'm happy to delete pictures of my kids when they were really young because I wouldn't want to look at that. They don't look like that anymore. Well, I don't like that. I wouldn't recognise them. If I were to use that on Crime Watch, no, no one would be able to make the connection. Them's not your kids anymore. No. So I'm I'm happy to. Um, uh, I know I don't trust the cloud. I'm not a fan of the cloud. I mean, the fact that it's called the cloud is a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's, we've got this thing and we're going to call it the cloud. 
What, what are you going to call it, guy? Imagine you go to Dragon's Den. We've got this thing, right? And it doesn't—it it doesn't exist. It's not physical. It's kind of metaphysical. But basically, it will store all of your information. Mm, I'm interested. What is it? What are you going to call it? We call it the cloud. I'm out. They call it the cloud, so it sounds non-threatening. Really, they should call it the Matrix. Yeah, or just call it um, the, uh, the 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 Cameronator. Because that's who's running it. And when he goes home from a hard day um, uh, um, working on uh, cover-ups, um, he goes home and he just loosens his tie and he starts flicking through your cloud. That's what David Cameron's doing at home. Right now, he's he's sitting there stroking through the clouds. That's Justin Dealey's giving him a lot of food for thought. Well, he's, he's, I wouldn't want to eat that. <laughs> I could eat all of it in one sitting. <laughs> what else? I mean, are you interested? Not really. I know, right. Uh, feeding foxes, Joanna Lumley. Is oh, that Joanna neighbour that you don't... Lumley. So she's... All right, this is the thing about Lumley, right? So she's she's saved the Gurkhas. Now she wants to save the yeah. foxes. Let them rest. She's... I hate Gurkhas. I hate Gurkhas. Horrible, greasy, slimy little things. Whenever think... I get them on no. my burger, I take them no. out. I gir... will not eat them. That's a Gherkin. You're thinking of the heroic... Scouts oh, that help you up and down every. Those guys, I like those guys, yes. Yeah, they're good. It's gherkins I don't like. What was she saving gherkins for, silly woman? Go back to being sapphire. I'm partial to a gherkin. What's she doing now? Uh, Having she... it away with foxes, is she? No, I don't think so. Mm, uh, she just lets them lie on her sofa and lounge about. She's she the wouldn't head... let me do that. When I tried to do that, she called the police. She said, put your trousers on and put that away, otherwise I'm calling the authorities. I can get out there sharp enough. That, she probably lives in a really posh area. She's she does. That, she's that woman. I mean, she's better that, security. She's that woman who probably annoys the rest of her neighbours. She's feeding foxes, she's keeping them under her shed and she lets them come in the house and listen to her husband play the piano. Three things. Listen to her husband play the piano. Admittedly, I tied him up and put him in um, under the stairs. Yeah. But he should have had better security on himself. Speaking of uh, animals, Michaela Strachan... What an animal. But I don't like to talk about that. We were both drunk, we were both young. But she, well, I mean, she was older than me. The number of hedgehogs is falling so quickly they'll be wiped out here in ten years, Michaela Strachan says. And? I like them. Yeah. I'll put this to Petta. Let's go out and kill all the hedgehogs. <gasps> it's not kill them, but let's not... It's like, um, she's pictured there with um, Packham. Yeah. Um, and, uh, boy, he can pack them. But... If the rumours are to be believed. But, I'm thinking of Errol Flynn, but he wants the pandas to be allowed to die out, doesn't he? Yeah. We've, agreed, it... we've all agreed that the pandas serve no purpose and we shouldn't um, um, genetically mutate them. Packham reckons we've given them enough of a chance. Packham and hang them. Um, but I, now she's... Uh, and I, I think... I, well, who cares about hedgehogs, really? I mean, they're noisy. They are oh, doing noisy animals this morning. Yeah. No they eat slugs. They eat slugs. They're noisy. They're disgusting. They're full of fleas. And there was... When I used to live on the Britwell Estate, when I was about six, there was a dead one uh, outside our house for about six months. Oh, and the transformation over those six months was disgusting. The TV, um, oh, flipping, and listen to Packham. The TV presenter's warning came as fellow Springwatch host Chris Packham called for wolves to be brought back in the UK. What are these two smoking? They on crack or something? Haven't they read that book, uh, Red Riding Hood? Michaela, 49, said hedgehogs were declining at the same rate as tigers. Hedgehogs aren't, what? She added, they're in critical danger, particularly in London. If we don't do anything, they'll be gone in ten years. And... I saved one the other day by not running it over. She urged people to dig holes under garden fences mm -hmm. 
as the animals forage over an area the size of two football pitches. Well, let's just put them in a football pitch. We've got a special tunnel. They roll up into balls. I don't like the, the hedgehog tunnels. We had a new fence put in and we um, made sure that there was a little hole carved oh, in it so that the hedgehog could pass through. Yeah, and freely. so that, so can midget burglars. for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's a lane blocked northbound because of an accident between Junction 15 for Northampton and 15A for Toaster. And southbound on the M1, it's looking slow past Junction 10 for Luton Airport towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's looking busier now anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 at Watford. In Old Stratford, though, just north of Milton Keynes on the A422, that's now reopened after the accident investigation work has been completed between the A5 at Old Stratford and Stratford Road at Dean's hangar. On the train to Great Northern have delays between Arnsley and Hitchin because of overrunning engineering works. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 
6.46, it's Tuesday the 19th of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams, later, 36 years after the IRA murdered his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. And an animal rights group wants to change the name of historic St Albans pub, Ye Oldie Fighting Cocks. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A beautiful start across all three counties. We have blue sky and sunshine. Quite a fresh feel to the day today, though. We've got a bit of a northwesterly or westerly breeze at the moment. We've got an area of low pressure spiralling off towards the northeast of the country, and that's pulling in this breeze. And eventually, it's going to pull in some showers too. Some heavy, thundery showers likely. May even get a bit of hail, but some sunshine between them. Maximum temperature, a bit cooler at around 14 Celsius. Now, these showers continue into the evening, then eventually die out. As they do, the sky clears and the temperature falls. We could see it down to three Celsius in the countryside. So a chilly start to Wednesday, but it will be quite warm to or warmer tomorrow. Less breezy than today. Nice sunny spells, but that sunshine strong enough to spark off potentially some heavy showers tomorrow afternoon. And that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JDS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JDS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, where the hell is Halky Deakity? Halky Deakity. It's here in Greece, isn't it? Hey, Adele's listening to us in Halky Deakity. Nice. Getting my morning fix from glorious Halky Deakity. Flippin' heck. Well, hang on a minute. What you'd listen to? Oh, because Greek radio is utter, utter guff. There's one Greek radio station, uh, and I can never remember what it's called, and between 8 and 10 at night, they play, like, brilliant old 60s and 70s French and English and American songs. But the rest of Greek radio is... Good morning, everybody. This is Greece FM. Coming up, we've got some great vibes for you. But before that, let's find out what's happening at Donna's Fish Restaurant. Is that right? They have a lot of English-speaking things. There's a lot of English-speaking radio. The Greek radio is rubbish. Good morning, guys. Welcome to Zanti Island. And if you're on a hen or a stag, look out. It's going to be a hot one. Don't forget that Daphne's is giving away free Ginsters. And you can watch the X Factor results live at Darren's Bar. In Spain, they've got Kiss FAM. Right. And it's all it's, it's like their heart, basically. Yeah. Um, it plays all the same music. Uh, usually uh, a bit of Spanish pop, which is generally crummy. Uh, a bit of quite old 1990s. Um, dance music and the people and my mate doesn't dare sing along to it anymore because she doesn't actually know the words but she um, you know but she'll, she'll have a go anyway. I uh, went for an interview at heart when I got uh, uh, unceremoniously booted off of absolute radio uh, I went and saw everyone and uh, one of the people I went and saw was Hart I was never going to get was it Hart? yeah I was never going to get a no. job there I was never going to get a job there 
but I, I was sat there for the meeting, meeting in this poncy bar in London, and the guy came in. He said, "Sorry, I'm late. He's had a meeting with all the uh, the presenters, and I'm, I've got really, really pleased with the way it's going." I said, "Oh, why? What, what's what are you so pleased about?" He said, "Well, I've managed to get all of the links down from 28 seconds to 17 seconds," and I'm sat there thinking, oh, oh, "This next 45 minutes is going to be a waste of my time, isn't it?" I can do a link in 17... Let's try to do a link in 17 seconds. Kelly, can you tie it, time us? Yep. Hang on. Tell me when to go. We'll do a link in 17 seconds. All right, hang on. Let's get my timer up. I'll take this seriously. Oh, flipping it! Now, remember, you're not allowed to say, that's a good record, that's an yep. OK record, or yep. that's a terrible record. You're okay. just going to say, that's a record, oh. you're listening to the better music mix. OK. We'll okay. do seven at seven. So you want 17 seconds? Yes. Get ready? Yeah. Get set? Go. Morning, guys. It's a beautiful day out there, and I hope you're having a lot of fun uh, listening to some of the vibes I'm playing. Coming up, it's uh, 7 at 7, where we play seven songs back-to-back, uninterrupted by me, and we'll also have an interview with Robbie Williams. But before that, it's um, Robbie Williams and his hit, Candy. Stop. I can do I it. Turns, do. Out, it's turns out it's easy. Would have paid an absolute fortune as well.
attempted to unblock all of those um, vapists on uh, Twitter who have been um, bullying me um, because I think the vapists are arrogant, smug. Oh, I nearly, um, I nearly, do you know what word I was going to say there? began with B. Yeah, you're right. You, yeah, you saw me form the, the B word. No, but but anyway. They're so all... why unblock them? So they can apologise to you? Cause, yeah. yeah. Every now and then a little story just keeps sneaking through that kind of proves that I'm right and that they are wrong. E-cig puffers back on fags after six months. Oh! Oh, because all of the vapors said that loads of people were able to quit because of, I mean, they weren't quitting, they were still addicted to nicotine, but they were able to quit smoking. And I was thinking, yeah, but these things haven't been out that long, so we don't know the long-term effects of, of, of them health-wise or them in terms of giving up smoking. Well, they're starting to have been out for a little bit longer now, if that makes any sense. E-cigarettes do not help smokers quit in the long-term study shows. Oh, want to apologise now? I know someone who vapes and smokes. It's like a double whammy. Double whammy. At the same time. Well, because they can't smoke indoors, yeah. they, you know, if, they're, mm. if it's cold, they'll vape all day. They were no better than nicotine patches at helping people kick the habit, but users were more likely to suffer side effects. Oh. Oh. We'll, read, we'll, we'll read a bit more of this story, I think. Researchers who pulled data from four studies into the effects of e-cigs on quitting found that the nicotine vapour devices did cut smoking after a month. But three to six months later, people smoked as much before. <laughs> in one study, no significant difference in six-month abstinence rates was seen between e-cigs. E-cigs used by 2.1 million British idiots. Uh, and a dummy device or patch. Additional research into 18 studies on e-cigs found... Uh, uh, clinical safety found that vapists were more likely to suffer adverse effects such as dry cough, throat irritation, shortness of breath, or being a complete massive cheese. Hey, that doesn't sound healthier, does it? No. Hmm. Given An expert says, given the potential health risks of using these unproven and unregulated devices, individuals should consider more well-established options until more research is performed. Kiss my chuddies! Go on, unblock them, cos they'll all, they'll all have an apology for you. Yeah, I'm going to unblock them. Hey, what's under the seat of your car? I don't want to know. Uh, well, the finger's under the seat of my car oh, really? at the moment. Yeah, and a load of bogeys. Oh. It's true. Is there a connection? Have you been using the finger to...? Yes. Oh. Reach the parts that other fingers cannot reach. <laughs> a man almost crashed the van on, on his, uh, his van on a dual carriageway when a three-foot snake slithered out from under his seat. This is great. Ashley Vernon, 34, had rented the van from Leyland Vernon Kay, did you say? Ashley Vernon. Kay. Yeah, Vernon Kay. Vernon Kay. He'd rented the van from Leyland Van Hire. That's Leyland Van Hire, if you want snakes with your van, last Tuesday and was driving home along the A500 to Stoke with his friend Mark Donnelly. To Stoke what? The fire? With Mark Donnelly. So He's... Declan Donnelly and Vernon Kay, Kay. were driving a luxury yeah. vehicle yeah. and to go home to stoke the fire. And, and then do you know what they said when the snake came out? Help! Anyway, they're driving along, Vernon's snake pops out. Help! What does he yeah, do? Yeah, he's, he's, he's got previous for that, hasn't he? It tried to bite him. Mark thought it was a... <laughs> Yeah. Mark thought it was a walking stick. What? Then he realised it was a snake. He thought a snake was a walking stick? Yeah. It tried to bite Declan Donnelly, so he shoved it in the glove box. Oh, That's the most nuts story I've ever heard in my life. News for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 
one northbound, there are delays because of an accident that's between Junction 15 for Northampton and 15A for the Northampton services. All the lanes are open again now, but it's still really slow through there. And southbound on the M1, it's slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford. And it's also looking busy now on the North Orbital Road as well at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. On the trains, Great Northern did have some delays between Arsley and Hitchin, but they've all uh, cleared up and the trains are back running to time again after the overrunning engineering works have been finished. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. I can barely get my CDs in the glove compartment, let alone a blooming snake. Coming up, we're going to be speaking to uh, a woman from Petter or Peter, the animal charity, that wants to change the name of the Fighting Cox pub because well, she thinks it promotes violence against animals. <laughs> Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, domestic abusers in Hertfordshire volunteer to be tagged. Prince Charles to meet Gerry Adams. An animal rights row over historic St Albans pub. BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. The scheme is focused on Stevenage, which has one of the highest rates of domestic abuse in the county. More from Tony Fisher. The main aim is to work with the offenders themselves to help provide prevent further offending and safeguard victims. By putting GPS tags called Buddy on them, police can monitor their movements. One abuser who's taking part in the scheme says having the tag has made him think twice about his actions and stops him creating grief with his ex-partner. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams, later as he begins a visit to the west of Ireland, where his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten, was murdered by the IRA in 1979. The meeting is the first in the Irish Republic between a member of the royal family and a representative of the Republican group. A jury has been told how members of a child sex ring in Aylesbury abused two vulnerable schoolgirls on a massive scale. One girl, who was aged 12 or 13 at the time, alleges she was abused and passed between 60 men who had sex with her in the Buckinghamshire town. 11 men on trial at the Old Bailey, including six from Aylesbury, deny a total of 52 sexual offences between 2006 and 2012. The case continues. Police investigating the attack on Watford fan Nick Cruis have renewed their appeal to trace a suspect. The 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead was left with head injuries after being attacked after Watford's match at Wolves in March. More from Gail Sanderson. The football fan could be left with a lasting brain injury and is facing a long recovery at a specialist rehabilitation unit. Police say it's having a massive impact on his wife and children. They want to trace a man shown in CCTV images who they believe could be from Telford in Shropshire. So far, 12 people have been arrested and bailed in connection with the assault. One of the contenders for the Labour leadership, the Shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper, has criticised Ed Miliband for making the party sound anti-business and anti-growth. Ms Cooper, who's married to the former Shadow Chancellor Ed Balls, said Labour needed to reset its relationship with business. An animal rights group wants to change the name of a Hertfordshire pub which dates back to the 8th century. Peter, people for the ethical treatment of animals, say ye olde fighting cocks in St Albans should be given a more compassionate name as it currently promotes animal cruelty. These locals disagree. Anyone with any sense of mind would know that it doesn't. So obviously a historic reference, right? Cockfighting is a part of that history, 
I don't think it's glorifying cockfighting at all. I just think that um, it's a it's a recognition that that happened. Well, it's historically called the old fighting cocks. Mm. So that's how it should stay. In sport, Luton Town players Sean Wally and Ricky Miller have left the club. The pair were suspended by the Hatters last month after an alleged assault on a taxi driver. And in last night's Premier League match, champions Chelsea lost 3-0 at West Brom. The weather, a bright morning with some showers, but heavier rain this afternoon, which could turn thundery with some hail. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. There's, there's something in the air. There's a vibe. There's a movement. There's a shiver. There's a quiver. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Maybe it's just because I'm knackered because I took the boys swimming yesterday. Man, that was hard work. That was hard work. And c- just a tip, guys. If you're going to do a wee in the swimming pool, don't pull your trunks down. That's what the youngest was doing. Daddy, I need a wee. We'll just go now. His trunks came down. Oh, flipping heck. Pull your trunks up and do it. it honestly. You can give us a call if you want. I mean, uh, there's nothing really out there for you to talk about, but you can just give us a call about anything. I don't, I'm not fussed. I'm not fussed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Any Texas? No. Excellent. There we go. It just makes it easy. It just makes it easy. Oh, dearie me. 08459455555. Now, uh, a number of Hertfordshire men with a history of domestic violence have agreed to be GPS tagged in a bid to change their ways. Pilot scheme is currently concentrating on Stevenage, which apparently I didn't know this. No reason I would. Has one of the highest rates of domestic abuse in uh, the county. Louise Gartland is the business development manager at the tagging company Buddy. Morning, Louise. Oh, morning, Ian. Louise, what is Buddy and how does it work? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Buddy. We're a British, a small British company, and we're a technology innovation company with our head office in Rickmansworth. We're established in 2004, and um, what we do is use GPS technology to protect vulnerable people. So we have um, a security tag, which is securely attached to the offender's ankle, and we also have a handheld product with a wristband, which is used by vulnerable people in order to protect them from harm. So in, in this particular circumstance that you're talking about, we pair up the two devices, Working with the police, we have um, a, a, a solution then that pairs up the victim and the perpetrator and gives a notification if there's any danger. So how, so what, what, what do you mean if there's in any danger? What if, if, if person A is getting close to person B? Yes, that, that's exactly it. Um, the police set up the system to give um, a number of, of zones um, which protect the victim and notify the police if the perpetrator's in the vicinity of the victim, so they can take immediate action. Uh, and so what's the thinking behind this? Because this is voluntary, isn't it? Yes, it is, actually. We've, we've been working with Hertfordshire Police since 2009. Um, we, and they, what, what happened was they weren't very happy with the current electronic monitoring system that comes through the courts, um, whereby 
the offenders are, have a, a home location, so they're monitored according to a, to a curfew. Um, and uh, what, what Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire Police wanted was to know where offenders were at all times. The current system monitors offenders when they're in the home, and then when they lose, leave the home, um, th there's no way of knowing where they, where they are. Mm. So they approached Sarah Murray, who's our chief exec and founder of the company, and said, actually, we'd like something more. What we'd like, to, what we'd like is to know where an offender is at all times. And we'd like them to have a product which can't be removed because the current products um, can be cut off by the offender. And we'd also like to be able to monitor the, the whole system ourselves. So Sarah, who's creative, sort of said, well, actually, I think I can deliver that for you. So Buddy developed the product and we had permission from the government to pilot it with Hertfordshire Police. And it was very successful. All the offenders have volunteered to wear the GPS tag and um, the business has developed from there. And what we're talking about today is the latest development with Hertfordshire Police. So it's sort of six years on and they're using this product specifically now with domestic violence perpetrators along with our victim device. Are they waterproof, Louise? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if you can't take them off, then um, you, uh, you, 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 I can just imagine someone having a bath with one foot hanging out or something. Oh, no, no. They're oh. fully, fully waterproof, so offenders can bathe, shower, they can go swimming um, if oh. they want to, play any sport. You know, they're very versatile. It's a very robust product, actually. And, and the, the, what, the psychology behind this, because these, these, when it comes to this domestic abuse uh, uh, scheme, that these men are volunteering uh, to wear it. I, I guess that implies that they're, they're making a conscious effort to alter their behaviour. Yes, certainly. Um, we know that the product works best when offenders have got some motivation to change their behaviour. And actually what, what we know happens, because um, the, technolo the technology's been used with, with many offenders now in the UK and internationally, so when, when the offender has some motivation to change the behaviour, then the tag acts as a powerful deterrent, so it's an additional external conscience for the offender, which um, give, yeah, gives them a a very strong motivation to change the behaviour. What, what we know is that very few offenders re-offend uh, whilst they've been wearing the buddy tag, um, and because we actually know if they do offend, because the police know where they are mm. and actually what they're doing 24-7. So this is a pilot scheme. How long is the pilot going to go for, run for, Louise, before it, it, it gets expanded, if it's, if it's proven to work, do you know? No, I'm not sure, I'm afraid. I think Hertfordshire Police would have that information. But what I do know that is that it's been very successful, so I should imagine there's every likelihood that they will expand it because we've got a well-established programme with Hertfordshire Police and this particular initiative is part of that wider programme. Louise, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Louise Gartland, uh, uh, Business Development Manager at the tagging company Buddy. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Listen, guys. If I'm going to go on holiday, I'm going to go and stay in a hotel. Um, maybe a villa. Possibly family. But, you, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure it's, it's somewhere that I can look up online and properly judge. Have you heard of this Airbnb thing? No, what's that? Oh, flipping, it's disgusting. So, right, I could say, I could go on Airbnb. I think I've got this right. If you've used this, could you let me know? Because I think I've got this right. So I would say on Airbnb, right, 
um, that I um, my I want to swap a house for a week or a month. Oh right, it's house swap. Oh no. So or, or maybe it's no, it's not the basically. I put up on my I, I go onto this website. I think you can see I've not really looked into this. And I go, hey, I've got a nice house. There's a spare room if people want to come and stay in it for a week. What, while you're in it? I think so. Why? I don't, I don't know. Am I in it or out of it, That's guys? That's like some sort of grown-up exchange programme. The Palace... Of, oh, anyway, the, the, it's been promoted because someone's floated a house with a garden down the River Thames. Oh, right. Uh, website Airbnb launched it to mark rules that allow homes to be shared with travellers for 90 days a year. So you go, basically, and you go and... and I could go on this website, I think. I don't know, I'm guessing, primarily. And um, say, oh, I fancy staying in a, a house in San Francisco. Let's see what houses there are. Oh, look, this th this house looks nice. Can I come and stay at your house? Yeah, but then being in it is a bit of a turn-off, isn't it? Well, I don't know if they're in it or not. 08459 455 555. I don't know if they're in it or not, actually. That would put could me you, Maybe you could have a little look. All right. Airbnb. Go and have a little look. Because before I slate a company, I, 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 I at least like to have one fact to base my um, my rabid prejudice on. You know, I, I, sometimes I jump to conclusions, but as I get older, I like to um, I like to have more facts to to, to 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 use to stab them in the gut. Just go and stay at a hotel. Although, here's the thing, right? I, if you go and uh, if you go and stay at a hotel in uh, it's mainly the continent. I'd imagine Africa is the same. And because um, sometimes you go on holiday, think, you know what? I'm going to go on holiday. We're going to spend a couple of nights in Paris. Let's treat ourselves. Let's get a four-star hotel in Paris. Let's let's go. Let's go four-star. Um, they don't have the same. Um, they don't have the same system in Paris of rating. I think in Paris. I think in the continent and in Africa, they're allowed to just um, put whatever stars they want to put on there. Because over here, four stars means well, it's a nice hotel. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit swanky. But in Paris, they can just put what they want on there. Oh, it's four stars. It's not. Four, I've, I've stayed in four star hotels in Paris and um, in Spain, and there's nothing four star about them at all. They're horrible places, grotty places. Who's your boyfriend? New engineer, isn't it? Oh, he's keen, isn't he? He's very keen. He's going to do a fire alarm test. I'll tell you what, he's keen and half hunky as well, isn't he? He's, he's hunky. Buff. He's buff hey, as you look like. Look at that, he's hunky. He sneaked you, up on me and it was a delightful surprise. You can imagine, he looks like the, 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 the general I've just seen. I've never seen him before in my life, but you, you know you get those sexy firemen calendars. <laughs> I can imagine him doing a sexy engineer. Him, Mark Travers. Yeah. Doing a sexy engineer, or they stripped off to their pants in the basement because it's hot. I'm sure the only reason they haven't is because no one's proposed it. Well, I'm proposing it to him. Proposing it to him. I've not got to speak to him afterwards, have I? Because I'm a bit embarrassed now I've said that about him. Well, I don't think he heard. Good. They don't listen, do they? Why was he giving me the thumbs up through the glass then? Oh, I think he might have heard. Oh, flipping <laughs> heck. How does this website work? I don't know. It's saying you can monetize your extra space. I do think you're going to be in when these people are rocking up and uh, having a Well, I've got extra space. I wonder how much I could get for my back entrance. Really? Yeah. I'll take that phone call. <laughs> oh, wait, 459 four, double, five, five, double, five. How does it work, guys? You can text as well, 81333. Start your text 3CR. I'm very uncomfortable about people in my house. I'm uncomfortable about my own family being in my house. Let alone strangers, let alone foreign strangers. Oh, for goodness sakes. 
08459 455 555. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound is stop-start between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. It's also really so now on the A5 approaching Junction 9 for Redbourne uh, from Luton Road. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's really busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And the A1M is busy southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the A1 southbound that's also looking busy from the St. Neots Junction approaching the Black Cat roundabout and looking at the train departure boards around any problems reported at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.15. It is, um, let me consider the date for you, Tuesday the 19th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin... There's the alarm... The Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams, later, 36 years after the IRA murdered his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. And an animal rights group wants to change the name of the historic St Albans pub, ye oldie fighting cocks. Ah. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight for Wickham Wanderers. Second leg of the League Two playoff. It's half time in the tie. It's Wickham Wanderers three, Plymouth Argyle two. It's on a knife edge. Wickham are through to the League Two playoff final. And it comes to the near post. Mawson's there. It's a goal. Wickham have got a second. Alfie Mawson direct from the corner. And of course, we'll bring you the whole day right here. We'll be with the chair boys from first thing to final whistle. If you're going to get promoted, the best way is to do it at Wembley. You know, have a day out for the fans. They've been with us all season. You know, so thank you to them for last year staying with us. Wickham against South End in the League Two playoff final. This Saturday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. All right, uh, Andrew. Hello? You know how this Airbnb thing works, do you? Well, vaguely, yeah. I mean, um, me and my girlfriend used it just over a week ago. Um, on a trip down to Swanage. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, you kind of just sign up on the website and you log in um, through Facebook. Yeah. And there's other places you can log in. Um, you practically just sort of find the place that you want to stay at. Um, it advertises the prices on there and the sort of the basic kind of terms and conditions. Yeah. Uh, you then message the um, the person who's paid their house for, for, for rent effectively. Um, and you're staying like, in someone's house. So you find a house that looks nice in the location you want, and you yeah. stay in someone's house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And are all it, are all there? Un- is there underwear still there and stuff? <laughs> I didn't see any per se, but it's kind of just a normal, fully functioning household. Um, the lady we stayed with, um, she was really nice, lovely lady, nice and welcoming. She had um, she had a couple of kids who she she kept there as well. Um, she kept there, <laughs> like pet, like chickens in the uh, yeah, yeah okay yeah. Well no, sometimes she said that you know they sometimes did their their father at the weekends, but the weekend that we were staying, the kids would be there. So um, 
Is point. that not weird though? You're in because I get uncomfortable if I stay in a relative's house and to stay in, so I, and I can't sleep over at a friend's house. Is that not strange? Did you have to make conversation with them and stay for dinner and stuff? Yeah, I, I can understand what you mean because myself, like whenever I go away to a hotel or you know you stay for a holiday, you're quite. You want to sort of, you know, keep your personal space and keep yourself to yourself kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, like I say, it's quite nice, you know, you can just sort of, you know, chat them. She's really helpful to sort of get to the local area. Um, and is it, che- is it cheaper than, like, getting a hotel? Yeah, absolutely. I really? Mean, we were looking at hotels in the area, and they're about, sort of, 100, 200 pounds just for one night. Yeah. We pay for a friend's wedding. Um, um, like I was saying to Catherine just before she put me through, um, we'd actually... Managed to book a, a place in a B&B for one night. Um, There's a lot of money to take two night minimum. Yeah. But they'd actually she double booked us, um, so it kind of puts in a bit of a tough situation to find the space with uh, short notice. So um, that's why we tried Airbnb. And how much did it cost to stay at a woman's house for a night? It was fifty-five pounds. Hey, that's not bad, is it? Exactly. And, and would you uh, would you would you put your house up on there, Andrew? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, knowing, knowing that we've used the service now, it, yeah. it's a simple idea. Uh, I'm going to say something, and it's going to sound flippant, but this is a genuine question. Supposing yeah, you on. put your house up on, on this website, and you get yeah. a murderer. Well, you say that, but it's one of the things I thought of when I stayed. I thought, you know... You're sort of murdering her? No, we're, we're, we're my girlfriend, oh. and we're, not, we're genuine people, but yeah. what's, you know, you taking a booking with... You know, someone dodgy. Yes. I'm not quite sure, you know, what the kind of policies are in place there, but... <laughs> I would imagine that Airbnb have got a no-murderers policy. I just wonder how they'd enforce that policy. Andrew, thank you. It's not the best line, so I'm going to let you go, but that's fascinating. How do you know... I don't really want to talk about murderers. You've got a five-year-old now. Morning, Harley. Hello. How you doing, Harley? You are right? Yeah. What you got for us? Can you sing the Bums and Willie song? You're, why do you want me to sing that, mate? I love it. If I, oh, if I sing the Bums and the Willy song to a five-year-old, A, Pat and Houghton Regis is going to call up and complain again, and B, I might get an Ofcom against me. But do you know what, Harley? It doesn't matter. It, it, what? It doesn't matter. All right, does it, it doesn't matter if I get an Ofcom against me, does it? Right, OK, you ready? <clears throat> yeah. Hang on a second. Here we go. Hang on a second. Here we go. I've got to try and remember the words. Hang on. Uh... Heads, shoulders, bums and willies, bums and willies. <laughs> Heads, shoulders, bums and willies, bums and willies. And eyes and ears and bums and willies. Heads, shoulders, bums and willies, bums and farts. <laughs> Is that all right, Harley? Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Can't believe I just did that. Thanks very much indeed. He's right, though. It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we get an off-com against us, upheld for singing obscenities to a five-year-old. Hey, the BBC is trying to reach out to the younger generation. Yeah. You just did it right there. There we go. Have we got any texts before we uh, crack on with this? In fact, no, let's crack on with this, because actually we haven't got... Well, I want to make sure we get all this in. The Animal, animal Welfare uh, Charity Peter or Peter, will finalise the pronunciation in a bit, are calling for the oldest pub in the country to change its name. Every pub says it's the oldest pub in the country, don't they? 
Yaldi Fighting Cocks in St Albans has had its name since 1872, but the charity uh, isn't keen on it. Justin, uh, we've uh, let's get straight into this. You've been speaking to people in the mm. area, haven't you? What have they had to say? Uh, well, they can't believe it, to be honest. Um, yes, the pub did feature cockfighting, but that was back in the late 19th century. Uh, now, the views that are coming up here are the views of people walking past the pub. I need to make this clear. Uh, these are not regulars who are lined up to speak in the pub's defence. Here's what they had to say. I, that's mental. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. It's been called that since 1872, uh-huh. but, but they firmly believe that name promotes violence towards animals. I think that's ridiculous. Of course it doesn't. Anyone with any sense of mind would know that it doesn't. It's obviously a historic reference, right? Mm. It's my view. Well, it's historically called the old fighting cocks, mm. so that's how it should stay. You don't see any problem with the name at all. When you see that name on that pub, you don't think, oh, animal cruelty. No, I think St Albans, oldest pub in the world. I just think it's um, a very old pub that's got a lot of history and cockfighting is a part of that history. I don't think it's glorifying cockfighting at all. I just think that um, it's a it's a recognition that that happened. Uh, would it be silly? Would it be silly yes. to change the name of this pub? Yeah, I think it would be silly. Yeah, just because I don't think it does promote cockfighting at all. I don't think it does. Because there is no cockfighting here, that's why. <laughs> no, there isn't any cockfighting. And, I mean, when I walk past the pub and I see it's called the old fighting cocks, I don't suddenly think, oh, well, there, there must be some cockfighting going on there. I better get my um, tickets and sit down and have a beer and watch some cockfighting. Yeah. They have live music and it's a really pleasant atmosphere, so I don't think that there's any... Conno- I, I don't recognise that there are connotations with animal cruelty to this pub, no. Justin, thank you for that. We'll speak to you a bit later on. I'm joined now by Dawn Carr. Dawn, is it Petter or Peter? It's Peter. It is Peter. I've been yes. saying it wrong my whole life. That's all right. What's your beef with cocks? <laughs> Well, the thing is, we're not saying that they are promoting cockfighting. I mean, I certainly hope they're not. It's been outlawed in this country for over 150 years. But our point is that they've got a great opportunity to change their name to something that reflects our present society's rejection of violence. And they can help celebrate a fascinating but often abused and misunderstood animal, the gentle chicken. And we think... Ye olde clever cocks sounds much better. But they're but they're, they're celebrating um, with the greatest respect my British history. Well, if if you want to talk about history and tradition, then they could go back to the much kinder name they had in 1756, which was Three Pigeons. But three, you can't call a pub... Dawn, I don't know how long you've been in this country. You can't call a pub Three Pigeons. <laughs> well, I, I've been in the country long enough to know that you have some very colourful pub names. Boy, 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 and boy, I boy think, don't we? And, and you know, we're not particular. It doesn't have to be ye olde clever cocks. They could go for cheeky chickens or regal roosters, mm. or perhaps they could acknowledge the 24 different vocalisations chickens use to communicate with one another and call the pub Clucking Marvellous. Aye. The, the thing is, though, they're not... I, mean, I don't know how serious you are about this. Is this for real? Because they're not, they're not in any way endorsing, um, you know, cockfighting. Of course they're not. That would be ridiculous to suggest that they are. It's been called that for 143 years, and no-one's going in there going, hey, guys, right, come on, let's put some money down, or let's go and see some cocks <laughs> having it away with, with each other. It's, it's a name. Well, well yeah, and it, it is, it, right now it's a name that brings to mind gentle birds being forced to fight no, to the it, death. Oh, no, it 
doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're taking it too literally. It's the name of a pub. It doesn't. No one's. No one's going. Oh, I wish they'd bring that back. <laughs> I miss well, I that. I hope not. Well, our, our point is that this is an opportunity for people to for for the pub to change their name to something a little bit less bloody, a little bit less dark, and something that would help raise awareness of how fascinating and clever but, but these animals actually are. Why should a pub be raising awareness of um, chickens? They, they want to raise awareness of beer and crisps. Well, they can do both. And one of the points that we're making is that chickens, um, they're very social. Um, they all have different personalities. They, 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 they love their lives. Very much like the punters of ye old, well, what huh? I hope will soon be ye old clever cops. You know they're not going to change it, don't you? You know, is, is, is this, have we fallen into the Peter uh, trap here, Dawn? The very fact that we, we have got you on this show and we're talking about this on this show, is that the aim? Well, I think any time that we have an opportunity to talk about animals and what people can do to make the world a better place for them, that's a good thing. But we're serious. We, would, we think it would be fantastic yeah. if the, the pub changed its name. And, and we've also offered to sweeten the deal. Well, well, if, how, how are you going to sweeten it? Well, if they agree to the name change. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, no, not that. No. But we, what we're offering to, we'll, we'll, hold, we'll host a party at the pub and mm. we'll supply enough delicious animal-free mock chicken Oh, to no. feed everybody there. Don't, I was a vegetarian for 26 years, Dawn. A man alive. I, I, I came back to the, the uh, dark side this year, or last year. Oh, mock chicken doesn't live up to the real thing at all. Have you had it? Yeah, I've had mock chicken. Mm, you haven't like mock... had the right one. You know, the, things have changed a lot. In the, even just in the past 10 years, the, well, the, well, the, the, the faux meat products Yeah, totally I was a vegetarian until, until last year. And um, uh, I, I used to enjoy a bit of mock duck. And I still enjoy vegetarian food. You know, it's not exclusive to vegetarians. You guys sure. don't just own it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man alive, that real stuff is so much better. Well, it certainly isn't better for the birds. No, and that's well, our point. Is that downside. you know, if 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 you if you care about animals, one of the easiest things you can do yeah. is just stop putting them. Come in on, your you mouth. know, you know, this pub is not going to change. And you, know, the thing I worry about, Dawn, because I know that Peter do a lot of good work. I know that they do a lot of good work. Mm -hmm. But um, it's when you do things like this that people uh, think of you. Uh, people that may not have heard of the good work that you do will only hear of you because of stuff like this and think that you are, um, uh, you know, fringe lunatic. Because, because there are more important issues that you can and you do focus on, and stuff like this detracts from the good work that you do, I think. Well, you know, Ian, I, uh, what we've done is we've sent a letter to a pub suggesting that they change their name. Yeah, which is silly, isn't it? Well, I don't think it's silly. I don't no, think I it's silly to suggest that they, they, they have a name that celebrates a, a beautiful and interesting animal. No, there's nothing silly about that. And the point is that you know, any, anything that, that one can do to make the world a better place, that's worth doing. How is changing the pub, pub name going to make the world a better place? Well, it, it, would, it would be a great talking point for the punters at the pub. Yeah. We, you know, in fact, we even suggested, we gave them some, uh, some interesting chicken facts that they could put on oh. coasters in the pub. Oh, dawn. Go and, go and continue the work you do against, um, you know, animal experiments and stuff like that, because all that stuff, you know, is great. And, uh, you know, and I know that you guys have done loads of good work. I just worry that this stuff makes you look silly. Well, it's not mutually exclusive. You know, we're, we're, no. we're, we're fighting animal cruelty on all fronts. And I'm not saying, before you say it, I'm not saying that the pub is being cruel to animals, but no. the name is certainly evoking a violent past. All right, Dawn, nice to talk to you. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I just worry, I, and, and, and Peter, you know, they kind of have a mixed uh, reception, really, because some of their stuff is a little bit out there and some of their stuff isn't. 
But you do, I just think you do stuff like that. And she, you know, she seems like a nice woman. Seems like a yeah, very nice woman. Yeah, but she had the dog and badger, or the white heart, all these different things that allude back to a yeah. hunting past or a. I think I, I think past. we just fell into their trap of there of um well, of, of talking to them, which if, is fine. I don't mind. No, but if that was their trap, I mean, they're falling into their own trap because they make themselves sound daft. Well, if then if if they've fallen into their own trap, then we're in there with them. Everyone's in a trap. The good news is I can't get out. It's a humane trap. Elvis, isn't it? No, I bet. I, yeah, it is a humane trap. It's not a bear trap. They wouldn't use any of those things, except against bear hunters. Um, it's obviously it's a nonsense, and it's not, it's not going to happen. So where do we go from here? Oh, to the trap. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's stop-start between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 towards Junction 16 for the M40. In Chestnut, the A10 is busy southbound between Great Cambridge Road at Turnford and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. And it's also looking slow on the speed sensors towards the Black Cat roundabout on the A1 southbound from the St. Neots Junction. Looking at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any major problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. The scheme is focused on Stevenage, which has one of the highest rates of domestic abuse in the county. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin President Gerry Adams later as he begins a visit to the west of Ireland where his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten, was murdered by the IRA 36 years ago. And an animal rights group wants to change the name of a Hertfordshire pub which dates back to the 8th century. People for the ethical treatment of animals say ye olde fighting cocks in St Albans should be given a more compassionate name. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town players Sean Wally and Ricky Miller have left the club. The pair were suspended by the Hatters last month after an alleged assault on a taxi driver. More from Jeff Doyle. Wally and Miller were arrested last month on suspicion of assault and released on police bail following the alleged incident. The club suspended the pair whilst launching an internal investigation into a breach of club discipline. Wally has now left the club by mutual consent. Miller has had his contract terminated subject to appeal. Defender Danny Fitzsimmons has also left the club by mutual consent. In last night's Premier League match, champions Chelsea were beaten 3-0 at West Brom and had Cesc Fabregas sent off. It's only Chelsea's third defeat of the season. Manager Jose Mourinho admits they've lost focus since claiming the title. In two matches we, we had one point and, uh, you know, but um, I can't blame the players. To blame the players I have uh, to blame myself because I'm a bit like them. I, I also lost that salt and pepper that we need uh, in football matches uh, that you need during the week to work at a high level. Elsewhere, Raheem Sterling is expected to tell Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers that he wants to leave Anfield this summer. The England forward had already turned down a new £100,000 a week contract with the club. Manchester City remain front-runners for his signature. And ahead of the first cricket test of the summer on Thursday, batsman Joe Root has been named England's Player of the Year. Root paid tribute to sacked coach Peter Moores for getting the best out of him. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight.
seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend so if you want to join me for a while just grab your hat come travel like that's hobo style maybe tomorrow i want to settle down until tomorrow the whole world is my own Um, Kath saying to me, we got a caller. It's okay, we're going to get him on. Are we going to get him on? Yeah, okay. of course we are. Well, she is saying there's a caller. I don't know if I should put them through. And I said, when did we have standards? Put them through. Put them through. <laughs> for crying yeah, out loud. Him. We let you on. Chris. Yeah. What you got for us? Well, that lady that was on a minute ago. From, right? from Peter. Yeah. Yes, Don I Carr, mean, the yes. Only, the only reason she's picked that pub... Is because it's the oldest pub, right? Yeah. And that will get them notoriety. Yeah. Kath was right. Why not the Fox and uh, Hound, a pub like that, anyone? Because that, that represents fox hunting, right? Oh, Cruelty yeah, yeah. to animals. Why not the Bull Ring in Birmingham, which is oh. much bigger? Yeah, and they, the thing is, I mean? well, the thing is, you, have you heard what they're going to do in the Bull Ring this year? They're gonna, no, re- they're, go- they're gonna release a bull in the bull <laughs> ring. I swear, honestly, in August, because I, I, I'm up there every week. They're gonna release, you know, the um, the thing they do in Spain where you throw tomatoes at a bull in the streets. Yeah, and it runs mental. Yeah. They're gonna do that in the bull ring in Birmingham. Oh, great! That is Maybe nuts, she- isn't it? Didn't you want to invite her up there? I'm, I'm tempted to, I'm tempted to to go and chuck tomatoes at a bull. Yeah, but why don't you take her up with you? Um, okay, because fine. She can, she can protest and she can get a name in the paper. I would, t- I would take you, wanted. Chris, but I don't think there's going to be any prisoners there. No, the thing is, as well, Ian, I yes. don't take prisoners, mate. I just, you know, I'd have to. <laughs> you sort don't take that no prisoners. Out. You sort, you sort prisoners out. Yeah, I know that's the. No, rumor. no, the bull, no, the, the bu- bull. I sort the bulls out, love, not you, prisoners anymore. I don't know what that means. I'm terrified. Thank you, Chris. Morning, Robert. Good morning, sir. I, uh, you've got to hang on a minute because uh, I've got to switch the radio off. OK, Robert, we'll wait for you, mate. Yeah, I'm here now. Oh, that was quick. That was, wasn't w- it? Wasn't it? It was just, uh, just a button, disgusted. is it? I'm disgusted. Sorry? I am disgusted. What, what, what's wrong, Robert? 
with my future king of England. Oh, go on. What, which one? Uh, Prince Charles. Right. Gone to Ireland to talk to Sinn Féin. Right. Why are you disgusted? Well, uh, would you would you like uh, people to ring in and tell you they've lost half of their family? Yeah. And I'm getting serious now, sir. I'm 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 doing my serious face, Robert. Yeah, but Prince Charles yeah. has gone over there to talk to Sinn Féin. Yeah. Who was in prison? Yeah. Has been released. Yeah. By the British government. It's controversial, isn't it, Robert? It's a controversial decision to go and do this, but I guess um, you know we've we've kind of. Um, a significant number of us have made peace with those guys now, haven't we? And we kind of have to... Excuse me, when no. you lose a member of your family, yeah. it will never be ever forgotten. Have you lost a member of your family? Yes, I have. Well, I'm sorry to... Through the IRA? Yes. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I can understand why you might be particularly upset about Prince Charles I, going. I, I am upset. I can tell that. that my future King of England... Yep. Has gone to make. He, of his... course, has lost family members due to the IRA, hasn't he? He has his granddad. Yeah, well, uh, no, it was, his, it was Lord Mountbatten. What was he? He was a great uncle or something, wasn't he? Well, yes, yes. They blew him up in his boat. They blew him up on a boat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's, it's not. It's, I'm sorry, Robert. Let me, Robert, no, don't, don't. You can say it. Let me finish. So it's not a, you know, quite often the royal family are accused of um, not being particularly involved. Well, he has a personal connection with this, so it's it's symbolic in so many different ways, isn't it? Well, could I could I ask all your listeners and uh, people come on now to speak on your program well, uh, that they've lost their personal. Family. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. No, I mean, no. I don't want the show to go down. People phoning up and saying they've lost their personal family route because it's, you know, it's kind of it would, would be a little bit um, miserable for this time of the morning. Well, I'm just frustrated. Do you understand? I completely understand your frustration. Of course, I do, Robert. Yeah, I've lost my family. Where, what? Can, can I ask when? Uh... Uh, blowing up in England. Blowing up in England. Uh, Coventry. Okay, when was that? 1978. Okay, and can I ask who you lost? <laughs> no, I don't want to discuss that, sir. Why? Because it's it's hit me in the heart. Yeah, actually. of course it has. Of course it has. It's just that um, you're asking people to phone up and say they've lost their personal family, and, and I'm not going to push you because I wouldn't. It's not. In, well, I, what I'm saying is, uh, our future King of England yeah. has gone to see uh, Sinn Fein. And that's not right, sir. That I don't think... What, right. Are you sure it was, it was Coventry, was it? Pardon? It was Coventry, was it? Yes, when no, I lost my family, yes. In 1978? Yes. I don't think there was an IRA bomb in Coventry in 1978. Well, 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 just, well somebody may correct me. Yeah. thing is, if I'd lost my family in a bomb by the IRA, I'd know where and when. OK, then. Did you lose anybody to the IRA? Well, I, I was in the forces. You would like to know my number? No. Double three oh six oh Robert. Robert. Okay, yeah. you double you're, three oh six oh. That's great, Robert. Your point has seriously been weakened by the fact that you've made up losing a member of family to the I IRA. Haven't made anything up? Well, there wasn't a bomb in 1978, mate. Okay, then you you tell me that, then it was. Well, no, there wasn't a bomb in Coventry in uh, 1978. I don't I don't think that the our future king of England Robert should go. Well, and, that's an opinion. And 
And ceasing fame. Did you lose anybody in an IRA bomb? Yes, I have. Who did you lose? My brother. OK, when? When, where and how. And I'm not going to tell you that. Robert, I, Robert, I, I'm going to speak... Can, in, can uh, I speak honestly, Robert? Lost, who have lost the IRA bomb. Robert, can I speak honestly and openly, sir? Honestly and open, sir. Yeah, it's a very controversial meeting, and I think the point is valid <laughs> to question whether Prince Charles should be meeting Jerry Adams, the leader of Sinn Féin. He should But your point has been completely weakened, sir, because I don't believe you've lost a member of your family in an you IRA don't. bomb. No, sir. Well, OK, then, sir. Uh, I'll call you, sir, shall I? I don't mind, but I just don't know why you would make something like that up, Robert. It's a bit weird. I don't make anything up. Well, Jerry you... Adams was locked up in jail. Yeah, I know, but a, you know released. you know what I'm referring to, Robert, don't you? There wasn't a bombing commentary in 1978, have... mate. Uh, excuse me, could I say something? No, because I, I, I just think it's a really weird thing to phone up and pretend that, 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 that you lost family members I'm in not, a bomb that didn't happen. I'm not anything. But that bomb didn't go off, Robert. It didn't go off. OK, then. Jerry Adams was in jail. Uh, Robert, that's not the point I'm, I'm uh, arguing about. Make your, make your point. Thank you, Robert. Bye. Just, it's a weird... I mean, if I've got that horribly, horribly wrong... I, have I got that horribly, horribly wrong? If I have, boy, oh, boy, I will be the first person to uh, apologise uh, to Robert. I just don't think there was an IRA bomb in Coventry in 1978. I don't think there was. Have I got that wrong? And also, if I am right, and maybe he's mistaken the year and the place, if my brother had been blown up by a bomb, I would know where and when it was. I, do you know what I mean? That's the kind of significant detail... I would store in my mind. If I've got that wrong, uh, let me know and I will apologise on air to Robert uh, on Ben Didney. Um, and the point he was making was a good point. Should Prince Charles be going and meeting Jerry uh, uh, Adams and, and uh, potentially shaking his hand? I don't know. It's, it, it is controversial, isn't it? But the point weakens somewhat, I think, by... Um, let's be generous. By making a huge mistake you know, in the facts that you've included there. Let's not say lying. Let's say by, by getting some of the facts wrong. Well, in the last uh, 20 minutes, we've gone from singing about bums and willies to a five-year-old to uh, calling an old man a liar. Boy, oh boy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's stop-start still on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. It's looking really busy. Also looking really busy approach on, from, on the approach from the A5. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And it's slow on the A10 southbound in Chessant from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25. Also, the A1 southbound is looking like there are delays on the approach to the Black Cat roundabout on the, from the St. Neots Junction on the A1 southbound. Looking at the train departure board, so there's no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Well, that was weird. Anyone else feeling slightly uncomfortable? Good. 
7.45, Tuesday the 19th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Jeremy Adams... I keep saying Jeremy. Jerry Adams, excuse me, later, 36 years after the IRA murdered his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. And an animal rights group wants to change the name of historic St Albans pub, Ye Oldie Fighting Cocks. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a nice start to the day. We've got blue sky and sunshine, but we're just starting to see one or two showers just skim across the north of our region. Uh, not quite in our patch yet, but we could get one or two showers today. Some fairly heavy ones expected, particularly this afternoon as the sun warms up a little more. Could get a little bit of thunder mixed in there. Sunshine between it though, but they're pushed through on a quite a gusty strong wind, so they're not going to last for too long. Maximum temperature are quite chilly, 14 Celsius. It's going to feel a bit cool today in the north westerly breeze. Overnight the showers are going to continue even for the first part of the night but the second part they will die away. The winds eases and uh, we're looking at the temperature dropping down towards the end of the night. Minimum 3 Celsius so quite chilly for tomorrow. Chilly start but more sunshine. Less of a breeze tomorrow but the sunshine tomorrow in turn could spark off again one or two heavy showers tomorrow afternoon. Maximum temperature for Wednesday 16 Celsius and that's your forecast. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And when I said, is anyone feeling uncomfortable? Good. I mean it. Isn't it exciting to have a bit of radio where you feel something? I felt very awkward during that last... felt very awkward calling that man out. In 1974, there was a bomb in Coventry, right? Yeah because someone sent a text through. Thanks very much for this. But the person it killed was a member of the provisional IRA that was planting it. There we go, you see. And so I don't a... think that's who we were talking about. No. I, 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 I... There's also footage of someone digging up a World War II bomb in Coventry in 1978, but again, not the IRA. He was making it up to make his point um, seem stronger. His point, The point was valid. It was a great point, completely undermined by the fact that he lied. There was no need to do that. Was there it? was no need to do that, and that's a real shame. But, but call again. 08459, just not this morning on two separate lines continuously, please. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, a woman from Luton is organising a human trafficking conference to raise awareness of the issue in the town. Um, we can speak to Myrna Loy now. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning. What is a human trafficking conference, first of all? A human trafficking conference is a conference to raise awareness. This particular conference is to raise awareness, and we're using film in order to do that. Why are you doing this? We're doing it because a lot of people in Luton seem, well, not just Luton, just locally, feel that human trafficking 
is something like the migrants who are trying to get into the country and it's outside, it's outside of the area when in fact it is actually on our doorsteps. And what a lot of people don't seem to realise is that, you know, arguments with their children, poverty, lack of jobs, you know, people who are addicted to drugs, they can all um, fall victim to human trafficking. Well, how, how does it manifest here in, in the three counties then? It manifests because of poverty mainly and people being out of work. Because if you can imagine um, a parent arguing with her teenager, the teenager storms out over money problems because the parents are saying, you're not contributing. So she storms out and you have people literally lurking the streets. Yeah. The traffickers are lurking the streets, waiting for vulnerable teenagers. And the next thing you know, they're saying, well, I can give you an iPhone. I I can give you some money, you don't need to be at your parents' house, I can put a roof over your head, and the next thing you know, they're being turned into prostitutes or they're being asked to traffic drugs. So I, I thought that human trafficking was, was uh, maybe I've got this completely wrong, was when um, they kind of smuggled people from abroad into this country. Human trafficking is actually exploiting people for money. Right. That's what it is. And I think that is the misnomer yeah. because a lot of people do think that's what it is. And it is what it is, but that's like organised crime on a much larger scale. People expecting much larger, you know, larger stacks of money's involved. But so human trafficking can be, um, if I see a vulnerable 15-year-old girl, I can say, hey, listen, come and, come and stay at my house. I'll get you an iPhone. I've got some great DVDs and video games. But then getting them to work as a prostitute for me. Exactly, because wow. then you're selling the human. Right, I see. And that is I what gotcha. trafficking is. is it's selling the human beings for money or for sex or for whatever it is. Where are these... How, how do we know that these people are lurking on street corners? Where, where are they? Well, that's the whole point of the conference, because we're telling people... We're giving the signs and the symbols. So at the conference, people will be... I mean, the conference is full for anybody who is interested. Yeah. But... We're showing them the signs because people, you know, you'll just see them standing around. You're not, unless you're observant, yeah. you're not going to really take it on board. Well, I'll give us some of the signs and the symbols then that we should be looking out for. Well, the signs of the symbols is actually, um, sometimes you see these guys, they're all, they're all outside a place and there's a big van and they're all being stacked into a van. It's usually that a person who's never left alone... A per, you know, a group of people that are constantly being monitored. Yeah. It's where people are talking for someone else. And sometimes we might just think, OK, they're not from this country. This guy's just helping them out. Yeah. But a lot of the time, these are people are controlling these individuals. And as for young girls and young women, mm. I mean, it's more or less the fear factor. You can see the fear in their eye. They're nervous. They're a bit jumpy. Right. And it's those kind of things. But they might just be foreign people talking to each other in foreign. No, but it's the body language. The body language oh. is the common denominator. What's the body language of a trafficker? The body language of a trafficker tends to be quite cocky, confident. Well, that's Justin Dealey. 
Pardon? That's, well, I know people that have got cocky... <laughs> you know, Justin's got cocky not, body yes, language. But, yes, but, I mean, you're not looking for anybody who's cocky and... and no, that, that's probably a wrong description. Yeah, OK, but well, make sure you get it right about <laughs> No, when you're thinking about traffickers, they're usually lurking, they're usually standing alone, they're usually watching, they're usually, you know, they're not oh. normally active doing something. Oh, I thought they were stood by a van with loads of people. I'm confused, Myrna. I'm, I, I, I mean, are, are you... Um, are you perhaps worrying people unnecessarily? Because, yes, it goes on, but um, just saying, oh, you know, look out for, for cocky foreigners with vans, that, that's no, going to be a little bit... That's staring it a bit, isn't it, Myrna? <laughs> no, that's not what I said. No, what I'm saying is these are the indicators. Sometimes you'll see a van load of people. Yeah. And, you know, it's outside agencies, and you'll see a lot of people getting in those vans. These are, these are some of the signs that this, is, this could be a trafficked group. That's what I'm saying. OK. And um, so the, 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 uh, what, the event last tonight, you're, you're hosting it, are you? Yeah, I'm hosting it along with Unchosen of Bristol. Bristol is coming. Uh, Unchosen okay, so is an we... organisation from Bristol who are coming in and they've got the films and I'm facilitating it and I'm actually putting it on. OK, well... But I... we will be holding workshops locally for this. OK. Myrna, listen, I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you very much indeed. Myrna Loy there. Um, yeah, sure. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. You know the last 30 minutes of radio? It happened. I think think that acid that I bought in college in 1993 has finally started to kick in. Because I've got no idea. I've got no idea what's going on. Cocky foreigners with van loads of people... Mm. Well, they just might be confident drivers escorting people to work. Don't forget about the man standing alone and thinking. I mean, um, you know, hey, listen, anything we can do to stop human trafficking, although it's a good film, uh, is is great, right? Um, but they're lurking on street corners and we're looking out for signs and symbols. Mm. It just... Um... <laughs> Guys... <laughs> Elaine's on the line. Good morning, Elaine. Hello, Ian. What have you got for us? Um, I do remember the bombing in Coventry. I'm not really sure whether it was 74 or 78. Right, it wasn't 78. Right, OK, well, I lived, I, I lived very close to it. Right. And I, my memory um, tells me it was the telephone exchange opposite oh, the police station. Blimey. And the guy, um, I don't think the telephone exchange went up. I think the guy that was planting it yeah. blew himself up. Yeah, so unless Robert's brother was a member of the IRA, it's unlikely that his brother was killed by a bomb in Coventry. Right. Did you hear the bomb go off? Yes, I only lived um, a couple of miles from it. Blimey, that must have have been terrifying. Did you know... Is is it one of those things where... Did you know it was a bomb or did you think something else had happened? I think we knew it was a bomb. Really? (laughs) Yeah, and also, um, one went off in Birmingham, and I can't remember what year that was, and we felt that. Yeah. We we heard that, and that was amazing. You heard the bomb in Birmingham all the way in Coventry? Yes. Flipping heck. I mean, that was absolutely amazing. The thing is that a lot of people don't realise... You know, a lot of younger people don't realise that the 70s and 80s and kind of a bit of the 90s were dark times. You know, they think that terrorism is is a new phenomenon, but... There, you know, I remember the bomb going off. Out, there was a bomb outside the BBC, wasn't there? Yes. For, uh, at one point, I think, 
I'm going to say the late 80s, very early 90s. And, um, you know, there were often uh, bombs on... Uh, often. There were occasionally, you know, packages left on the underground and stuff like that. And yes. uh, it was it was horrific what they got up to. So Prince Charles meeting Gerry Adams is a, 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 a huge thing. It is, yes. It is a huge thing. And I, I just, you know, it was just sad that Robert felt the need to embellish his story. Uh, Elaine, I appreciate you, you, you calling in on that. Thank you very much indeed. People do forget that it was a, a time of great tension, wasn't it? Wasn't there a bomb outside Television Centre? Have I got that right? Here, but I'm going to say 88. Because they then, because uh, the, the new, what then became the new entrance to Television Centre, they all, they had to bomb-proof, and you're not allowed to park. You weren't allowed to park out there. It was a car bomb. I'm sure of it. I may be completely making this up. Someone listening will know better than me. I'm sure there was a car bomb outside the new entrance of Television Centre that went off. I'm going to say 88, but it's I don't a, know. It was a time when a lot of people who either were Irish or looked Irish yeah. found themselves under great suspicion. Oh yes, indeed. Um, well, give us three top Texas. All right, top Texas. Some of the top Texas. Here we go. Very weird 35 minutes of radio, guys. It's, yeah, bizarre. Oh, talking about Airbnbs that you were just discussing earlier on. Oh, yeah, you go and stay at someone's house. Nell says it's the best thing since sliced bread. I haven't booked in hotels for years now. I discovered this <sighs> method and found it really useful. How can it be the best thing since sliced bread? Try and make an Airbnb sandwich. You can't do it. <laughs> she might have an electronic carving That's knife. That's true. You can book the whole apartment or just a room in a house. You can also book hotels. There's nothing about house swap as far as I know. It's just the middle man between you and the house owner on the other oh, side of the world. Dear. Highly recommended. Oh, I don't, it sounds very peculiar to me. 08459 555555 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's really busy on the M1 southbound from Junction 11 for Dunstable to 9 for Redbourne. It's also slow on the A1M southbound through Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for the A602 at Stevenage. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 16 for the M40. It's also slow on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And if you're heading to the Black Cat roundabout on the A1 southbound, there are delays from the St. Neots Junction. No reports of any problems with the trains, though. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Thank you, Sammy. Well, my memory is, is um, um, right and wrong. There was a bomb outside Television Centre. It was as recent as 2001. 2001! Blimey, I thought it was late 80s. 12.30am, yeah, it went off when the police were trying to, um, 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 what do they call it, defuse it. I was going to say undetonate it. That's the... Uh, yeah. Anyway, right, uh, Airbnbs... Eurovision fever! And, I mean, it's just been such a weird 35 minutes. Anything else you fancy, really? Oh, save me a brioche! It's the last one. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, domestic abusers in Hertfordshire volunteer to be tagged, Prince Charles to meet Gerry Adams, an animal rights row over historic St Albans pub. BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. The scheme is focused on Stevenage, which has one of the highest rates of domestic abuse in the county. Louise Gartland is from the Hearts-based tagging company Buddy. Very few offenders re-offend uh, whilst they've been wearing the buddy tag 
um, and because we actually know if they do offend, because the police know where they are mm. and actually what they're doing 24-7. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams, today as he begins a visit to the west of Ireland, where his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten, was murdered by the IRA in 1979. The BBC's royal correspondent, Peter Hunt, says it's another milestone after the Queen's handshake with Martin McGuinness in Belfast in 2012. This visit has the, has the political significance and also the personal significance with this visit to Mulloch in County Sligo where Lord Mountbatten was murdered by the IRA back in August 1979 and one can't overemphasize that the strength of the relationship that uh, Prince Charles did have with Lord Mountbatten back in that time he called him grandpapa in private there was a deep affection between both of them Mountbatten was Charles's closest confidant and indeed at that time his greatest single influence on his life police investigating the attack on Watford fan Nick Cruis have renewed their appeal to trace a suspect the 44-year-old from Hemel Hempstead was left with head injuries after being attacked after Watford's match at Wolves in March. Police in the West Midlands have released CCTV images of a man they believe could be from Telford in Shropshire. So far, 12 people have been arrested and bailed. The Labour leadership contender Yvette Cooper has criticised Ed Miliband, saying that under him the party had appeared to be anti-business and anti-worker. The Shadow Home Secretary says Labour needs to reset its relationship with business. An extra £13 million is to be invested in primary schools in Hertfordshire. The money will pay for nearly 100 new places at five different schools, one in St Albans, one in Hitchin, two in Royston and another in Hoddesdon. Councillors say there are 10,000 more children under the age of four than a decade ago. An animal rights group wants to change the name of a Hertfordshire pub, which dates back to the 8th century. Peter, people for the ethical treatment of animals, say ye oldy fighting cocks in St Albans, should be given a more compassionate name as it currently promotes animal cruelty. These locals disagree. Anyone with any sense of mind would know that it doesn't. It's obviously a historic reference, right? Cockfighting is a part of that history. I don't think it's glorifying cockfighting at all. I just think that um, it's a it's a recognition that that happened. Well, it's historically called the old fighting cocks, mm. so that's how it should stay. In sport, Luton Town players Sean Wally and Ricky Miller have left the club. The pair were suspended by the Hatters last month after an alleged assault on a taxi driver. And in last night's Premier League match, champions Chelsea lost 3-0 at West Brom. The weather, a bright morning with some showers, but heavier rain this afternoon, which could turn thundery with some hail. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thirty-five minutes of radio. Um, <clears throat> we sang a bum and Willie song to a five-year-old. We spoke to a man who lied about having um, someone blown up by the IRA. And we've been warned to look for um, uh, foreigners, either um, on their own or in groups, particularly if they're of a cocky nature. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Is it a full moon? Because, I mean, the behaviour of the callers, and indeed some of the people here at BBC Three Counties Radio in the past few days, has been um, nuts. We're talking about Airbnb, this thing where you go and stay at someone's house instead of a hotel. Um, Don't like the sound of that. Supposing it's a murderer or, well, on the plus side, it could be a sex fiend. You don't know. You just don't know. Dealey's out gauging the nation's Eurovision fever. 
Christmas this weekend, I think. Is Scoins around or is he still pretending to be on holiday? He's pretending to be on holiday. Oh, man. He's supposed to be our Eurovision expert. Oh, well. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll do some more texts in a minute, but before that... Um, a number of men found guilty of assaulting their exes have volunteered to be GPS tagged as part of a new prevention scheme in Hertfordshire. They're all based in Stevenage, which Hearts Police says is one of the highest domestic violence rates in the county. Well, Harry Fletcher is Director of Digital Trust, which supports victims of domestic abuse. Morning, Harry. What do you think of this scheme? Morning, Ian. Well, tagging's been around for about 20-odd years now, and I've not seen any evidence that it has any impact on crime, either reducing it or increasing it. Tagging traditionally was the offender was confined to their home. This scheme is different because they're confined away from the home, so we'll have to see whether that has any impact on domestic violence. I think that's a good thing because it means that the victim, predominantly women, stay in the uh, the marital home with their children rather than flee to a, a, a refuge. Now, Probation have been doing domestic violence programmes for a number of years. And again, whilst there's evidence that when the men are on the programmes, they behave themselves, in other words, the abuse uh, lessens, there's no long-term impact. In other words, once the monitoring stops, the suggestion is the men go back to their old ways. So I think the key here is monitoring this scheme I imagine it'll last for three, six months, something like that, monitoring the men once the surveillance, the monitoring is over. Um, th- this scheme is based on people volunteering, and I guess that the the benefit of this is it's, it's men that realise they do have a problem and want to m- modify their behaviour. Yes, absolutely right, Ian. I mean, the vast majority of uh, domestic... Harry, violence... I'm sorry, I'm not sure... We, what's, is there something wrong with your phone? You, you keeps going a little bit muffled. Uh, no, I think it's okay. Okay, well let's 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 proceed. Yeah, the the vast majority of domestic violence perpetrators aren't well aren't are not well motivated to uh, to change. What we're talking about here is people who will volunteer. So hopefully the results will be positive. The real test would be when courts order uh, men to be uh, GPS tagged. See whether that has any impact. You don't sound particularly convinced by this. I just think the problem here is domestic violence programmes have a poor success rate and tagging doesn't impact on crime. Mm. Bringing these two uh, processes together, the, 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 the key is monitoring it once the tagging stops. Do the men have any long-term, or does the, does the tagging have any long-term impact on the behaviour? What is the answer? If, the, if this isn't the answer, and let's keep our fingers crossed that maybe it does have positive uh, results in the long term, but if this isn't the answer, what else is there? Well, during the last Parliament, I was involved in a campaign to criminalise coercive control. That's where a man controls the the woman financially in terms of her movements, her behaviour. And we made that an offence punishable by up to five years' imprisonment. We did that because we were at the end of our tether, really, with traditional methods of trying to cure the problem. And we felt the only way forward was to uh, take the men away from the home situation to give the woman respite. That became law uh, in, uh, in March. We expect it to be implemented in November. We'll see what impact that has. 
Harry, it's good to talk to you. I appreciate your, your time this morning. Harry Fletcher, Director of Digital Trust, which supports victims of domestic abuse. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. B&B thing. I know um, um, that we're all keen to save a few quid. I wouldn't want to do it by going and staying at someone's house while that person is there. Mm. I mean, again, best case scenario, you're going to get a Mrs Robinson type uh, um, theme going on there, which will be awkward if I've got the kids with me. But um, worst case scenario, you're going to wake up dead. (laughs) That is the worst case scenario. Imagine waking up dead, Kelly. That would be awful. What if you just wake up... um... Partially dead. No, I'm, I'm A limb to... missing. What have you woke up with, with, with a dead limb missing? I woke up with a dead arm this morning. I think I slept on it funny. I think I've got, um... Um... N- no, what's that? He's back to that story about the snake in the car, isn't it? I think I've got, um... Not an aneurysm. The, um... What's the thing I said I think I had? Um, well, I mean, today? Blood clot. Yeah. But I think it's because you went swimming yesterday. Oh, and, flipping. Uh... Kids really... Did my head in yesterday at the swimming pool. It was so annoying. Fun then, was it? No, they're annoying. I hate swimming pools. They're dirty. I hate changing rooms. I hate the boys, um, um, well, pointing at me and laughing at me. Yeah, uh, and they're just so annoying. And then they're like, "Oh, can, can we climb on your back?" No, don't climb on my back. Swim. Don't swim, you little so and so. I was getting really angry with them. Well, here's the answer, right? First of all, you don't need to go. Uh, you don't need to have them laugh at you if you go with your trunks already on. Good point, mate. Well done. Good point, well made. Or, secondly, point and laugh back. Yeah, yeah. And then my, my youngest, so he said, we're in the pool with Daddy, I need to do a wee. Just do a wee. Well, you did that. And you he, didn't take them out. He, he, pulled his, he pulled his trunks. He then stood on the ledge and pulled his trunks out. <laughs> I said, whoa, boy, get back in there. But in every other scenario, you say not to wee, Snickers. Yeah, I said, um, he, he pulled it, he stood on the ledge and got his, his willy out. And wow, said, he was <laughs> quite brazen about yeah, it. Yeah, and I said... Where's he seen that done? Well, I mean, have you ever peed in a swimming pool is the question. What Texas have we got? Loads. Oh. Um, Dawn says she stayed in houses with Airbnb while travelling Route 66 and saved a fortune. Yeah, hippy-dippy nonsense. I bet it's big in Australia. <laughs> I bet it is. I love all that stuff over there. Um, Mark in Bedford says he wanted a hotel in Brighton when we went to see Asbo Derrick in the Bitter Springs in the Prince Albert. I mean, that's an image to conjure with, isn't what? it? No chance. Found a flat through Airbnb in Hove. It was great. Lovely flat on the bus route. Everything we wanted. The people had moved out for the weekend while we stayed, says Mark in Bedford. Uh, and Gary says landlords can let from a room to a full house on Airbnb, so they don't have to be in there. In reality, the majority of properties on there are holiday or second homes uh, without the owner present. OK, so, right, the, 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 this just gets worse and worse. So um, you either, you're staying with somebody, you're staying with a family, which would be weird, or somebody is staying in your house and you're not there. What, you clean out everything? You clean out your pants? You clean out the, your, your underwear? You clean out all of your um, 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 uh, accoutrements? What? Because you, if you're staying in someone's house, you're going to go through every single drawer and cupboard, aren't you? Aren't you? You are. Don't don't give me that face. You, Thank you, Kelly. I 100% would. Completely. Just to suss out what sort of people they yeah. are. Yeah. That's why I won't do come dine with me. That's one no. of the reasons I won't oh, do come I did dine. come dine with me. They said, can we, um, we want to do a bit where we look around. She said, no, you're not going you can use the living room, the kitchen, the room at the back. They said, can we go in your bedroom? No. no you ain't you, going in the bedroom. You know what they do in your bedroom? They look through your knicker drawer, yeah. they look through your wardrobe, yeah, and they yeah. put their feet with their shoes on on your bed. I laid down very strict rules with the um, the um, uh, the Come Dine With Me film crew, uh, but they still made me look like a twit. Well... And that was one of the rules, is don't make me look like a twit. I don't think they made you. It's weird that they make you look like a twit right. every morning still as well. Sorry? It's weird that they have that power. What? To make you look like a twit every morning. Are they showing it again? 
Give us some more Texas, guys, because okay. I'm losing the will Hi, to Ian. What you have to remember about the hotel star rating is that the stars are awarded for their amenities, not no. their quality. No, in, it, no it, yeah, not in France, they're not. They're awarded just depending on how many stars the bloke can put on the website. Uh, how, how, the, the French, the Continentals, and I'm imagining, and I'm being a little bit racist here, I'm imagining... No, xenophobic. No, I'm imagining Africa is the same as well. Oh. The, the hotel system... Because Japan, you book a four-star hotel in Japan, primo. You book a four-star hotel in America... Primo. In this country, primo. You do it in, in the continent, I'm going to guess Africa. You just get any old rope. I've stayed in four stars. Because you think, oh, I'm going on a holiday. I'm going to splash out a little bit in the swimming pool in the case of my boys. But I'm going to splash out and get a four-star hotel. I've stayed in four-star hotels in Spain, in Greece, and in France. They would get, like, um, one-and-a-half stars over here. They would get slated on TripAdvisor over here. Awful, disgusting. They just make it up because it's France and we can make up what we want. Idiots. Any, any more? Well, thanks for Dave uh, in Hitchin for that text message. Uh, Teddy Boy says, talking about cruel Teddy pubs. Boy, what kind of name is that? I, I think it may be a pseudonym. What about the frog and rhubarb <sighs> in Slip End, named after the sport? Imagine if someone's last name was um, Denim. <laughs> Their first name was Susan. Sue. I know. Susan Demin. It doesn't work, does it? Go on. <laughs> Teddy... Teddy boy says, what about the frog and rhubarb in Slip End? Susan Demin. Um, no, it does work. Hang on. Dinin. You can do this. You Dinin. can do this. I managed to Susan Demin. What? what does Susan mean? It's a verb? What? It's like squeeze? Oh, gosh. No, it's not. It's... I'm going to go now. Bye, Robert. Get, do the taxes, mate. Come on, because this is really... I just, you know... Ah! What about the frog and rhubarb in Slip End, says Teddy Boy, not his real name. What about Slip End? We should change oh. the name of that. That is um, condoning um, old people falling over on ice. And film crews, because what film crews do in the winter, the BBC is guilty of this, the bro bloated broadcasting corporation, copyright John Gaunt, is they go, oh, let's find a bit where some old people are going to fall over. Instead of helping them, we're going to film them. Five gold stars for that observation. Five gold stars. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues building up on the M25 in both directions, but at Junction 25 for Enfield on the exit Slip Road, and on the M1 southbound it's slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable to 9 for Redbourne. In High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's looking really busy in both directions as well on the speed sensors, and on the A1 southbound approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St Neox Junction, that's looking really busy too. No reports of any problems on the trains at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you so much, mate. Appreciatos. I hope you get paid for the work you do. 8.15. I know that technique. I can only read the first five words of your uh, message, Kelly, and I know that technique. 8.15. It's uh, Tuesday the 19th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Convicted domestic abuse uh, abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams, later 36 years after the IRA murdered his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. And an animal rights group wants to change the name of historic St Albans pub, Ye Oldie Fighting Cocks. BBC Three Counties Radio. The show this morning has been um, full of colourful characters. Uh, yes, I've heard some of them. 
but no, I don't know what it's I'm, a right while he's on I might, today, not, I might not come in tomorrow mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I deserve better than this I used to work with Ricky Gervais and Ali G did you? Yeah, I was uh, I was a bit of a hotshot. I was a player. I was a, I was a, could have been. And now I'm talking to numpties, people who pretend <laughs> their brothers were blown up by IRA bombs, and a woman who wants to change the name of a pub because it's got the word cock in it. Yeah. I like the fighting a, cocks. Do you fancy going for a drink after this? Because I need to the fighting cocks. Yeah, I need to talk to someone. Shall I tell you a little bit of local uh, local news? Please do, mate. When uh, well, many many years ago, my grandmother. And uh, grandfather, they, they used to run the White Hart Hotel in oh, St Albans. Did they really? Okay, down yeah. Hollywell Hill. Yeah, very nice. And uh, my grandfather died when my uh, father was eight. And uh, my grandmother ran the, the hotel yeah. for another year or so. Yeah. And there were a lovely couple called Bill and Maisie mm. who ran the Fighting Cocks. Yeah. And every day, Bill used to walk up from the Fighting Cocks and change my grandmother's barrels for her. Because it's the one thing she couldn't do. Well, isn't that um, There's a little bit of local local information about the fighting cocks? When you say barrels, you mean beer barrels. Beer barrels. Okay, yeah. good. Well, that's very kind. Yeah, of he used to walk it? up from the fighting cocks, do her barrels every morning, then uh, go back, uh, and then he'd go and referee a cockfight. Well, no, they didn't do cockfighting even in the days of Bill. Such and a shame. There's right. something so basic about a good cockfight, isn't there? No, no I think cockfighting is absolutely dreadful. Oh, I anyone, mean, yes, so do I, of course. Anyone who cockfights should be uh, horsewhipped. Anyone who cockfights should have to fight a bear. They don't still do cockfighting, no, do they? they? Of course they don't. Well, no, really funny bad. people it's, probably it's, do, weirdos. Well, you know, but it's silly to change the name of the pub, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. Here we go. It's historic. Yeah. That's the button I wanted to press. Royal St Albans. Yes. So, well, now St Albans means something, doesn't it? Apart from good times. What do you mean? St Albans, doesn't it? First Christian Martyr. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... A, this is very, very I don't know what's local going on local and today. vocal. Today. But, hey, BBC Local Radio. Yeah. Oh God, I've been listening to some so many BBC Local Radio stations. I mean, <laughs> how do we get away with the stuff that we do? By that I mean quite good radio, because it turns out that the, the the main requisite to work in BBC Local Radio is to be really boring, <laughs> bland, and talk rubbish. One of your contemporaries um, on another radio station, flipping it. They do like. They'll have, like, a big debate, right? But they'll have five people talking about mm. whatever. Should we keep the BBC... Should we keep the TV licence? But instead of having a debate, they'll go, right, we're going to go to guest number one. Five minutes of guest number one. Guest number two. Guest number three. They don't let them fight. No, they don't let them fight. And then by the time they get back to guest number one, you're thinking, who's this? Have I heard this person before? I don't know who this is. It's awful. Well, the producers should be sacked. I, I agree. I agree. Let's drive up there and uh, we'll sack them. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on my big phone in this morning from nine, do you think it's time to lower the drink drive limit in this country? The Police Federation, who represent ordinary officers across the country, say they want the drink drive limit lowered in line with Scotland. This would mean that drivers in England could be over the limit after just one small glass of wine or beer. Prosecutions in Scotland for drink driving have gone down by a third, apparently, since the new rules were put in place. And it's thought some drivers are deciding not to drink at all because they can't be sure whether just the one would put them over the limit. Well, from nine this morning, I want us to debate this. Do you think it's time to lower the drink drive limit in this country? I'd love your call, your view, on 08459 455555 from nine. 
Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered an archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. We're having a funny one today, aren't we? Yes, I mean, I just can we just um, delete this from the BBC iPlayer and pretend this show never happened? I don't know. I, I need the last sort of 40 minutes or so just oh. to check that I was really alive at this point. No, oh, man, alive. Just Adam in Hemelis asked whether his bans lift yet, lifted yet. Yeah, it was only for last week, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We've forgotten all about the moment. S- Idiot. Uh, and fingers off Airbnb. I tried to book a flat in Lanzarote, says Sue. Payment must be made via the website, but the alleged owner tried to con me into paying extra outside the website. Oh. I reported him to Airbnb. They erased him and paid back my deposit. Hang Not on. A good experience. I won't use him again. They erased him? Mm-hmm. Wowzers. They cleaned him up. Kelly, I can't open this thing. What was this thing you were saying about sitting on your arm? Oh. She just mess- messaged me and the-, the message is gone. You said something about sitting on your arm until it goes numb. What was that? Don't do it. Okay, it well, okay, fine, I won't. Thank you. The animal welfare charity Peter are calling for the oldest pub in the country to change its name. And apparently they're serious. We spoke to them and I thought it was a joke. No, it's not. The oldie fighting cocks in St Albans has had its name since 1872, but the charity says it promotes animal violence. Well, uh, Keith uh, Wildman is a writer with a penchant for pubs. And also, I believe, Keith, you're a, a supporter of animal violence. Is that right? Uh, very much so, Excellent. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Now, first of all, is... Of course, I'm joking there for those uh, people listening who don't get jokes. Is it... Because all pubs say that they're the oldest pub in the country, don't they? I have been to many, many pubs, all of which claim to be the oldest pub in the country. Say you go to London, every pub in London is the oldest pub in London. Um, How do they get away with that nonsense? You either get the oldest pub in London or the biggest bar in the world or it's got the, it's the smallest pub in the country... Um, I think they, they all go from a different angle. Some have the, sort of the longest continuous licensed premises. Some go for the oldest building. It's, it's all very... I mean, you know, it's, it's, good. It's, it's good these days that we still have pubs, so... Uh, you know, oh, yeah, you I'm, love I'm, it, I'm don't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is, this is nonsense, isn't it? That Peter, who, you know, they do... They're a slightly controversial animal charity, but they, they, they do do some good work. But they, they're genuine. They want to change the name of Ye Olde Fighting Cocks. Uh, to be honest, when I first heard this, I didn't think it was serious. I thought maybe it's a bit of a publicity stunt to get the name on the radio and the papers. Um, but if I am serious, um, it's very, very bizarre. I mean, there seems to be a lot of people who are looking to be offended these days. And if they just notice after 140 years that this pub is called a fighting cock, then, you know, why why now? I mean, my, one of the best pubs around were my local pubs in Bradford is called The Fighting Cock. I've been there for 20 odd years and I've yet to experience any spontaneous outbreak <laughs> of animal 
violence or the, the, cock fighting. The, you know barman, I mean? the barman locks the door, draws the curtain, goes, all right, lads, get your cocks out, and then they just start, <laughs> they start having a little fight. That's <laughs> never happened there. It's no, no, never. No, it's, 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 um, it's, you know, to be honest, it's the first time I've given the name any thought whatsoever. You know, I've heard about this, and I thought, oh yeah, I'm a bit, yeah, that's 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 you know, that's what it relates to. The thing is, some real some boozes as well can have quite naughty names, can't they? Yeah, the, 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 the serious point about this, actually, the serious point here is that um, pub names. Um, relate to, you can trace the history of a village or a town or a place based on the pub name. And especially these days where, you know, pubs are uh, very much in danger or pubs are getting refurbed, you have a other traditional cosy pub, then you go in next minute and it's full of school furniture and, you know, paint <laughs> walls and, uh, you know, they, they are the last sort of remaining feature of what sort of built the country, really, pubs. And you, you've got places and they have amazing names. You know, you have, I think there's a pub somewhere called the Bucket of Blood. Oh. Um, you know, it's, it's a great name. Why would you, you know, are we going to start changing the bull's head, the three-legged mare, the swan with two necks because they offend swans with, you know... Disabled swans. Men. Disabled swans, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I have actually found, I was just looking this morning at unusual pub names, and I found a pub that Petter might like in uh, Hereford called yeah. The Bunch of Carrots. Maybe that's, maybe that's more appropriate. <laughs> uh, what makes a good pub, Keith? Is it, um, like, loud music, Satanta sports, that kind of stuff? Uh, I would say a good pub would be um, by the coast, maybe rural North Yorkshire, Scottish borders, stone flag floor, um, horse brasses, uh, real fire, dogs curled asleep, real ale, uh, friendly bar staff. No, Um, No women there? There would be. A brassy uh, barmaid? Yes, yeah, it's a traditional, uh, a traditional barmaid, I would say. Uh, I mean, what are they going to be saying? You know, look at Tetley's, for example. Tetley's has the famous Huntsman logo. Um, what would the, should he be? What, do they think he should be wearing like a caftan and sandals or something? Or, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's just very. It smacks to me of, of, of an organisation who most people aren't aware of, mm. trying, trying to get in the in, in the papers on, yeah. on the back of on the back of what sounds like a very very nice pub. That was my it, suspicion. That was my suspicion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's certainly made me aware of the pub, and uh, if, if, if you know, next time about that way, I might call him for a for a pint. And certainly, it won't be engaging in any acts of random animal cruelty. On that bombshell, Keith, we'll say nice to talk to you again, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers, Thank mate. You. Ta-ta. Keith Wildman. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. Where did I just see him on Twitter? He's um, 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 oh, where did he go? I just saw him, and then he's disappeared. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, yeah, at Keith Wildman. That'll do it. Oh, Travel's not there. Travel news for Beds, Alphils and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's the thing. When I press the travel button, a little light goes off and more people listen to us because their radios, their car radios, automatically tune to this station, which is a weird thing. So I don't understand why we don't just have that thing playing the whole time. So everyone tries to tune back to Heart or whatever rubbish stations there are around here. You probably pick up Capital if you're that desperate. Um, uh, But they can't because their radios constantly force them to come and listen to Three Counties Radio. So we're kind of carjacking them. What? Well, yeah, but without the violence or the defecating in the boot. Well, they'll just switch it off, though. I would. They wouldn't be able to, mate. Yeah, it's really easy. No. 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 I mean, half the time, you can't find the button. You can't find the button, mate. I don't know how to say... If I my... didn't even know I'd pressed it. 
Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Sammy's here now, so we can shut up. <laughs> Off you go, Sammy. Hello, OK. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed because of an accident between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And on the M40 southbound, there's a lane blocked by an accident as well at Junction 6 for Watlington, but queues are reaching back to Junction 7 for Tame. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. But looking at the train departure boards, there aren't any problems reported at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. In the last 30 minutes of what has been a very, very odd show, I mean, very strange. We'll speak to Justin Dealey. We'll find out if Beds, Hards and Bugs has got Eurovision fever. Can we get Lockers on the phone as well? We need to find out. You need to just make sure that Matt Lockwood is going to local uh, local singer-songwriter's house this weekend for his um, annual Eurovision party. It was arranged a few months ago, but knowing Matt Lockwood, he'll now say he's got something to do. Annual Eurovision party. Yes, that's what I said. Let's get the news. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Prince of Wales will meet the Sinn Féin President Gerry Adams today as he begins a visit to the west of Ireland where his great-uncle Lord Mountbatten was murdered by the IRA in 1979. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. The scheme is focused on Stevenage, which has one of the highest rates of domestic abuse in the county. And an animal rights group wants to change the name of a Hertfordshire pub which dates back to the 8th century. Century. People for the ethical treatment of animals say ye oldie fighting cocks in St Albans should be given a more compassionate name. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town players Sean Wally and Ricky Miller have left the club. The pair were suspended by the Hatters last month after an alleged assault on a taxi driver. More from Jeff Doyle. Wally and Miller were arrested last month on suspicion of assault and released on police bail following the alleged incident. The club suspended the pair whilst launching an internal investigation into a breach of club discipline. Wally has now left the club by mutual consent. Miller has had his contract terminated subject to appeal. Defender Danny Fitzsimmons has also left the club by mutual consent. In last night's Premier League match, champions Chelsea were beaten 3-0 at West Brom and had Cesc Fabregas sent off. It's only Chelsea's third defeat of the season. Manager Jose Mourinho says they've lost focus since claiming the title. Raheem Sterling is expected to tell Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers he wants to leave Anfield this summer. The England forward had already turned down new, a new £100,000 a week contract with the club. Manchester City remain front-runners for his Signature. Former Liverpool midfielder Ray Houghton doesn't think Liverpool fans will be too upset if Sterling leaves. No, I don't think they would be, to be honest. I think they have come to the end of their tether with Raheem and he's protracted things that he wants at the club, you know, where they want to stay, where he wants more money. Transfer negotiations have been on for quite some time. And ahead of the first cricket test of the summer on Thursday, batsman Joe Root has been named England's Player of the Year. Root paid tribute to sacked coach Peter Moores for getting the best out of him. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. There were 40 boys and girls They 
would sail their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down. The waves were big as mountains, they found they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats, rolled away from the wreck. A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands Call 08459 BBC Three Counties Radio. Deely, I don't want to worry you. Oh, yes, yes. But we spoke to a guest earlier on who's doing a conference on human trafficking um, Mm, tonight. mm. She's going to tell people the signs and symbols to look out for. Yeah. I asked her to give us some of the signs. She said um, people standing on the street, either alone or in groups, looking a bit cocky. <laughs> now, that's you. Well, that's ha- you. how do you know? You're in a studio. You're how would you know what man. I do on the streets? Well, I just, you've got a cocky attitude about you. Not right. criticism, it's a fact. Okay, description. All right. All right. Um, and you stand out on the streets. Yeah. Yeah, we've had it's been a really weird show today, mate. So you now think that I'm involved in illegal activity because I stand on the street and talk to people. Well, if I, I'm only going by the evidence this woman gave me. Okay. Yeah. It's like I've been rumbled. <laughs> it's been such a have you have you heard any we I had to sing um, a Bum and Willie song to a 5-year-old. Yes, yes I heard that. We had yes, a man yes. pretending that his brother had been blown, uh, blown up by a fictitious uh, IRA bomb. Yes. And then we had this woman telling us to look out for foreign people standing on the street as they might be human traffickers. And I mean, on top of that, one of of the world's oldest pubs in St Albans, ye old fighting cocks. Let's change the name because it's cruel to hey, animals. Teacher, leave our. Co- oh, I got it. Here we go. Hey, Peter, leave, leave our cocks alone. I realise that sounded much worse than I meant it to. I'm glad I changed it from Peter to, from teacher to Peter because that would have been uh, well, that would have been the 70s summed up in one uh, catchy line. Anyway, moving on swiftly. <laughs> uh, Eurovision yes. fever. Our Eurovision expert, Paul Scoynes, is being a bit of a cheese. Why? Well, he's not answering any of the, you know, our oh, questions. Has he gone all big time again? Yeah, <laughs> big time. Well, he claims he's on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. That was for a few days. Trust me, that holiday is over. He's made a video. I think it was him in Bedford last week being all political. Look at me. I'm a political reporter now. I don't answer the phones anymore. Look at me. It's all gone to his head. I think it's just gone politically correct. Yeah, I think it's gone politically wrong in Scoynes' case. Yeah. I wonder how he, uh, what his views are on the election result. Anyway, so Justin, you're stepping into his um, uh, um, um, shoes. Yep. For today. You've taken Eurovision. It's happening. It's happening this week, I think. This weekend, yes. Um, and we're going to hopefully speak to Matt Lockwood a bit later on. He's just literally just been woken up by Kath. But, <laughs> hang on. Oh, Tony. Hello. Are you looking forward to Eurovision, mate? Yes, Mr Pussycat. Ooh. Um, I think that's some kind of flirting. I'm going to go with it. Tell me why, Tone. 
Why what? Why are you Mr Pussycat? No, why are you looking forward to the Eurovision, you plum? Oh, well, <laughs> plums, if you don't mind. Yes? Um, well, I, I just like a good laugh. <laughs> I, just, I try to work out... What are you doing listening to this show, then? I, I, well, hey. I, I have a bet, you see, on who's going to slag us off and oh. uh, not vote for us and what the political opinion is. You oh, think. I see. Well, um, that, do, do, do the foreigners like us now? Uh, I think now that... Um, Tony Blair is gone and taken Iraq and uh, the rest of them with him. I think we might get back in again. Hey, you rock and roll, guys. Yes, yes. Well, so, so are you going? Are you actually going to be watching it? Yes. Okay. All right, T- Tony. I've got to cut you short because. <laughs> You're never going to guess who's just joined us now, Justin. Go on. It's your brother from another mother. Uh. Morning, Squinhead. Hey, morning, morning. How you doing? I've never seen, I've never heard you sound so perky. Well, I've had a holiday. Wowzers. Mmm. Well, how did that go? Well, well, thanks. Hell? Thanks for asking. Well, well, with the It w. was hell being away with your wife, mate. That's a little bit unfortunate. <laughs> uh, no, it was fine. It was great. We had a great time. Great fun. OK, Super well, that's, that, that's, that's wonderful to know. Um, uh, I'm, I'm reluctant because that line is terrible, so let's not. But... Scoins, when is Eurovision? This Saturday, mate, as I said on Friday, it's on the Saturday. Well, you you said that last week. I'm on the I said the next Saturday. Okay, right. And and, and what are you going to be doing for Eurovision? Uh, well, I'll probably have a small uh, soiree, some frankfurters, some regional cheeses. Uh, oh, you know, maybe a, a bit of grappa. Right. Okay. Well, what's what's your latest Eurovision update, mate? That's what you. Were, this was your idea to do this. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'm still strongly backing the Swedes. Always. Yep. Um, Ireland have got a good entry. Of course, I mentioned that we had a local interest with the British entry, uh, being from Wellin. Their name. Um, Um, Their name? Uh, Electro Velvet. And yeah, Alex but... Lark is from Welling Garden City. Thank you, Justin. No I mean... worries. No worries. Scoins, do you want this Eurovision gig, or should I just give it to Dealey? I think it's probably... It's more Dealey's area, to be honest. I'll but deal you, with the voting. You I'll volunteered voting. to do it. I, I don't recall that. Yes, mate, when I told you you were doing it. Ah. Uh, right, I, OK, I, as a punishment, I'm going to make I sure you keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I do the electoral breakdown. That's the most interesting You do the, the electric boogaloo like nobody does. <laughs> i tell you what, Scoines. Yeah. We'll speak to you the same time tomorrow, OK? OK. Thanks, Scoines. Mm. There we go. I mean, I'm sorry, he Justin. He sounded happy. I mean, he's had a bit of quality time with this lady, you can tell. <laughs> You've taken this to the streets, Justin. Yes, Electro Velvet. Yeah. Uh, Alex Lark, half of Electro Velvet. He's yep. from Welling Garden City. We have a local interest. Their Beautiful. song is called Still In Love With and You. And we are supporting them 101%. Oh. We are. And some news has come out uh, in the last 24 hours as well. Nigella Lawson will yeah. be reading out yeah. our votes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting Crazy. stuff. So Crazy. Um, you asked me to take this one to the streets. Are people excited? You yeah. are going to love one of the men towards the end who just tells it just the way it is. Here's what happened on those streets. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Sir, you look incredibly excited, counting down the days, correct? Eurovision? Yes, I am expecting to be a very nice one. Eurovision, madam? No, really, again, dreadful. Sandra, are you up for it on Saturday? What's, what's happening Saturday? 
Eurovision. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was that? What was that all well, about? Well, it used to be all right, but it's, just, it's terrible now. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Oh, the Eurovision. Yeah. Oh, well, hope we win this year. So you're into it, you're excited? Oh, yes, yes. Thank the Lord, I found somebody who's interested. Why do you like the Eurovision so much? It's part of our culture now. It's been going for so many years and I've watched it every year. So, yeah, I always sort of like back us, yeah. So what's going to be happening around your house on Saturday? A big party planned? Not a big party. It'll be just me and my husband, I'm afraid. But I will be there with my wine and a few peanuts and things. And I'll will be celebrating. You look visibly excited about this weekend. Why is that the carnival? No. Eurovision. That's old news. It's just tactical voting. I'm not interested. Other countries vote for other countries. They don't give us nothing. It doesn't excite me whatsoever. They don't give us nothing, do they? They don't give us nothing whatsoever. It's just it's just just for show. It's just all the member states vote for each other, all the Eastern yeah. European blocs vote for each other. It's been like that for years. It's just not even worth it. So you're not excited, do you think we should pull out then? Definitely. Instead of just flogging a dead horse, why keep flogging a dead horse? Just pull out. Sir, have you got the electro velvet vibe? I don't think so, no. That penultimate gentleman... Oh, wonderful, wasn't he? Um, when I uh, I had a, a painful, as you know, op operation on my anus once, and they <laughs> gave me um, some very strong drugs. I can't remember what the drugs were that they gave me. Very, very strong painkillers, mm. right? And my thoughts felt like that man's voice. Yeah. He Do you just, know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know exactly what very you mean. Very laid-back vibe there. Yeah, very laid-back. But he told it the way it was, you know. At the end of the day, they don't give us nothing. Uh, do you know, um, Justin, how long have you been at Three Counties Radio? Remind me. Oh, too long. Okay. About, what, 15 years? Have you met a fella called um, uh, Matt Lockwood? I have indeed. Say well, hello to Matt Lockwood yes. now. Morning, Matt. Oh, hello. Good morning. Good you morning. Two. <laughs> you two. You two. <laughs> so, Matt, I hear that you're going to be going to uh, a Eurovision party this weekend with uh, <gasps> with a mad Eurovision fan. Am I? Yes. Uh, you agreed to this. this. You agreed to this. this. Ian, back me up here. Mate, he said you agreed to this. We, we arranged this months ago, right? He's not Did Matt. He's, he's a local singer-songwriter who, who questions the uh, integrity of the BBC's involvement in uh, Eurovision. He has a party every year, and months ago we said, Lockers, you're gonna, what are you doing on... No, it's, is this, this no stranger, no danger guy? That's better! <laughs> You've had the emails for ages. <laughs> yeah, I was going to respond to that today. I, I, yeah, I listened to that song, and I... It's not good, is it? What do you mean that's... That's old news. It's good! What, danger no stranger? Yes, mate. Well, don't mm. be rude about it. You're going to his house on Saturday night. You're going to sample oh. his cheese. No stranger. Oh, you said yes, stranger. I was there. I'm a witness danger to this. No I'm a BBC well, employee witness. You said you were going to be going. Well, hang on a second. We can't really trust the BBC employee witnesses. Not yeah, necessarily well, yes, <laughs> the, the strongest. But, yeah, you did say you were going. Well, as long as I have to listen to that song... Well, you won't. It's not in the Eurovision. Good. Will you be going for... It'll never be in the Eurovision. Flipping, he's even grumpier than normal. Unbelievable. Will you be going for all of the listeners to Beds, Hards and Bugs, BBC Three Counties Radio? Yes, of course I'll be hey! going. Nice one, lockers. Nice one, son. Nice one, lockers. Let's have another one. Nice one, lockers. Nice one, son. Nice one, lockers. We all fancy your mum. Hey! Well done. Thank you, lockers.
I hope we've some, you know, has got some drink. Yeah. Well, let us know how it goes. All right. Maybe right. take a tape recorder to record it. Actually. Yes. All well, right, Lockers. I think I need a tape recorder for my safety. What time are you? What time are you in today, mate? Oh, at some time. That's I'm great. Still waking up. Yeah. That's we, yeah. Okay. Uh, you've been waking up for the last twelve years, Lockwood. When is it ever going to happen? Have a great day, Matt. Classic bounce, mate. Do you know what I like about Matt? He's just got that great radio vibe. <laughs> Do you know what I like about Matt? When he comes in, he's going to make me a nice big cough, aren't you, Matt? All right, I will do. Thank you very much. Bye, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Matt. Bye, Matt. Bye. Bye-bye, Matt. Bye. Bye, Matt. Bye, Lockers. Bye. Bye-bye, Lockers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Lockers. Love you, Lockers. Bye. Go on, you put the phone down first, Matt. You put your phone down. All right, I will. Good, he's gone. He's probably still there. That's old news. Flipping it. That was hard work, wasn't it, Josh? Oh, it was, it was. We got there, there, You still there, Lockers? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, good work, mate. Speak to you later. Thank you, take Ta-ta. care. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's been a multi-vehicle accident southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. That's causing delays. On the M40 southbound, there's a lane blocked by an accident at Junction 6 for Watlington. That's causing queues from Junction 7 for Tame. And in Greenford, on the A40 Western Avenue at the Denham Roundabout, that's has a lane blocked there because the van's broken down. So that's causing delays from the Greenford flyover, from the Denham Roundabout to the Greenford flyover. In Hemel Hempstead, on the A41, that's looking really slow southbound from the Hemel to turn off towards the M25 and it's also busy in Watford on Chalk Hill out of town around the Bushy Arches. No reports of any problems though on the trains. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.46, uh, Tuesday the 19th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams, later on today, 36 years after the IRA murdered his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. A girl who alleges she was abused by members of a child sex ring in Aylesbury is due to give evidence at the Old Bailey and convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as part of a pioneering new approach to tackling the issue. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, are you there? Kate? 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 No Kate. Gardeners, landscapers, tree sculptors, they're all coming together this week and I'll be there to see it happening. Nick Coffer. This afternoon, I'll be live from the heart of London to bring you the Chelsea Flower Show. It's a family garden, so there's somewhere to sort of sit, cook, just spend time together. I'll chat to all the local enthusiasts who are taking part. Sort of encapsulates everything that's British, and I suppose looking at it, all the seasonal produce we have. And bring you the sights and sounds from one of Britain's best events. And she's an extraordinary artist, and uh, is made of cedar and black graphite. Nick Coffer. Live from the Chelsea Flower Show. Today from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. That's old news. So, have we got any Texas? No, not really. Oh, blimey. Well, what are we going to do for the last 13 minutes? OK, right, fine, not a problem at all. We can sort this out. Oh, look, there's a... So, it turns out in this country we celebrate stupidity. Anyone seen Big Brother? I'm not getting paid to watch it, so I ain't watching it. I ain't watching it. Apparently they're all dunces. There's a surprise. Then there's this woman... Uh, and um, she's... Um, yeah. 
Astonishing Facebook post makes mum a net sensation. I tell you what should make her a sensation. The fact she's got blonde hair and dark eyebrows. It's a weird look. That Cara Delevingne has that look and I don't buy it. I don't buy it. There's something about that boy I don't like. Um, a young mum has become an internet sensation after asking Facebook friends who David Cameron is and calling Barack Obama a terrorist. Well, in the eyes of many, he is. Devon Boone. Huh? Devon Boone. I'm going to say that name again. Devon Boone, 21, was baffled by online references to the PM during the election. So she went on Facebook to ask... Who's David Cameron and why do keep people keep posting about him? She couldn't even Google him. Couldn't even Google him. She then said... To, uh, what? She then said... Uh, uh, Devon then said Tony Blair and Osama bin Laden were the only prime ministers she knew about and claimed US President Obama was a terrorist. Now, what I... Right, OK, so this woman's dumb. That's fair enough. There are loads of dumb people around, and that's that, that's fine. You know, the, 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 the world is full of dummies. But why is this... I don't understand why this is um, in the newspaper, why this has become a thing. I don't understand why uh, someone daft on Twitter is suddenly a thing, because there are loads of them. Who's David Cameron, and why do people keep posting on him? Please tell me you're joking, says someone. No, lol. I would Google it, but my phone's slow. Aha! Um, it's not the phone. Then a friend said he's one of them poli politic MP people. Yep. Oh, I don't even know. I don't vote or know how to. Ha ha ha. Cause you, cause ya thick as f flip. And it ya. No, she says. I don't follow politics. Lol. Don't see the point in Tony Blair and whoever else been lud. Here's the thing, right? Mm. I don't get about lol. Laugh out loud. Well. Yeah. Why not just put ha? Ha. That's what I, I re realised. I've been using ha as, la, as, as the same as lol, because it's a ha. It's just, you're saving letters. I thought it's all about uh, shortness. Your, your time, Kelly Betts. We're coming into your time, and I apologise for that. I'll give you some of that back when I can. Thank you. But the, the ha is shorter than the lol. And a lot of mums in particular, and I'm talking about mums my mum's age, about 60, think LOL is for uh, lots of love. Well, that was David Cameron, wasn't it? It was David Cameron's defence. Oh, did he do that too? He thought when um, that ginger woman who... Um, 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 Re not Rebecca Luce, she was the one that um, played with yeah. the pig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice talk about David Beckham. Brum he, he thought it was lots of love. Yeah, well, so did my friend's mum. She got a message saying, sorry, Auntie Val's in... I'm afraid Auntie Val's in hospital again. LOL, mum. <laughs> <laughs> they are... It's just... Um, I don't know. Bored of people and so that's the way to get famous now. Either get your bits out or be daft or both. Oh, Kelly Brook, isn't I it? I do those all the time and I'm not famous. Well, you're famous in my... Um, 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 this is... Listen to this. This is exciting. No, oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. By the way, no sleep for a week. Why? To stop the eye-eating worm. <gasps> oh yeah, bonus. How did he get in? But the, the, this is an interesting name for the reporter, Martin Fricker. Mm. It's an interesting name, isn't it? A teen was kept awake for a week. Flipping. Do you remember there was a program? It was. Um, it was 11 or 12 years ago, hosted by uh, Dermot O'Leary, um, where it was, it was like running live for about two weeks and it was people staying awake. 
Do you remember this? No. So when I was doing Rise, I remember it, and I was really excited by it. And it was like a kind of, it was when they were, when reality TV was kind of new. Uh, and so the thing was, it was people had to stay awake for as long as they could, and the winner was the person who stayed awake the longest. And it was scheduled to run for two weeks, right? right? And everyone was really excited about it. Then three days into it, blooming health and safety people got involved, and complainers got involved. So they were, everyone was allowed to sleep for five minutes an hour. Not well, ball, what's the point of that? <laughs> Remember Touch the Truck? I've heard of Touch the Truck, yeah. Big in America, they tried it here, Channel 5, hosted by Dale Winton. The wrong person to host it, you should have given it to me. It's genius. So it's about 50 people all touching a truck. Mm -hmm. Person who keeps their hand on it the longest wins it. And it goes on for days, and you're not allowed to sleep. And you're not allowed to go and do poo-poos or wee-wees or even uh, have a munch down on a sausage. And it was in a shopping centre. And so people were touching this truck for days. And the thing is, after four days of not sleeping and touching a truck, you go nuts yeah. and you see snakes all over your hands. And you go, you, it's mental. They mental. should bring that back. They should release it on DVD. Well, now they're doing that slow television where you can watch a barge going along. I mean, I'd rather watch people going nuts around a truck. A teen was kept awake for a week so a parasite burrowing into her eye could be killed. This is like the stuff of legend. What this is they? like inner space. They're like drying it out then. Is that what they were doing? Jessica Greeny. <laughs> <laughs> Surely oh. she close one eye. You, what? Yeah, but you can't close one eye when you go to sleep, mate. Can you? You've got, you know... <sighs> Jessica Greeny. Oh, we shouldn't, should we? 18, got the freak infection. Here we go, guys. This could happen to you. Jess, I don't trust... She wears contact lenses. I don't trust contact lens wearers. They're, well, exactly, you're lying. I'm not. It's like the Wonder Bra. It's a lie. Well, oh, it, doesn't make my eyes, it doesn't make my eyes look bigger. No, it's a lie. You've got, you've got a defect and you should be open about it. Well, I do wear my specs now and again just to let you in on it. Jessica Greeny... Got the f 18, got the freak infection from tap water which <laughs> splashed on her contact lens. What? Her left eye was clamped open and drops administered every 10 minutes. Je Jessica said, apparently all water has bacteria. Well, duh. Acanthamoeba keratitis is one. The para. Oh, this is. This is in tap water? The parasite can paralyse or kill as it eats through the eye into the spinal cord. Enjoying your breakfast of eyes and spinal cords? Jessica said doctors had to keep me awake. It was torture. Oy. People must be very careful with contact lenses. If even a drop of water comes into contact with a lens, problems can occur. I got this is nuts, and I do you know what? I don't believe Jessica Greeny. I got my infection by just leaving my contact lenses near my sink. No, I bet she was swilling them out with the water. People um, suck them, don't they? My mum used to suck her contact lenses back in the olden days. Really? When you used to get... Because they're all disposable now, yeah. aren't they? You used to get contact lenses that would last you for, like, a year or something. My mum would suck them off. Not off her eye. That would be crazy. But she would... Um, be a talent. She would suck it to moisten it. Oh. Yeah. And she's still got her eyes? I don't, like, I don't like contact lenses. I don't... I don't... I'm not a fan. I don't trust them. Be honest. Be honest about your weaknesses. Um, let's go to uh, Steph. Morning, Steph. Good morning. What have you got for us? 
Um, just listening to the story about Devon Bloom and not knowing who anybody was. Were people these days not brought up with the saying, better keep your mouth closed and be thoughtful than open your mouth and prove it? I've never heard that saying in my life. Really? Say that again. <laughs> better to keep your mouth closed and be thought a fool than open your mouth and prove it. Uh, well, I, don't, I, don't, I only just recently heard the uh, phrase, not as green as you are cabbage looking. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too hot on fact. My wife's Greek, or half Greek, so she doesn't know any of the English phrases, so I can just make stuff up and throw it at her and go, oh, you know, it's an old 80s. Well, this, I don't understand why we celebrate stupidity. No, no, I really don't. I just think... <laughs> It's not something to be proud of, surely. And also, my, I was, my, um, we were listening to the radio last night, me and my boys going back from the swimming. They're five and three, and uh, the name David Cameron was mentioned on the news. And my boys went, oh, David Cameron. I said, who's that? They went, the Prime Minister. So even my five-year-old knows more than this dumb woman. <laughs> Steph, Hello. thank you very much indeed. Well, you've educated us this morning. Even my five-year-old, although when I was asking my kids who are you going to vote for in the election, my three-year-old said, you, Kip, hey. Oh. Yeah. I said, why? He said, he said they sound good. I said, well, fair enough. At least, at least he didn't vote us uh, out of a job. Someone I know who works uh, for the BBC voted for, the, to be, for us to be out of a job. Voted for the Tories, knowing that the Tories were going to... Well, they didn't know the Tories were going to close the BBC because they didn't bother reading all of their policies. Imagine that. They liked the housing one, though, didn't they? Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, Kels? It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Isn't it just yeah. unbelievable? Anyway. We've got any Texas to finish on? Well, I don't really get it, but I'll, I'll ask you. You Go might on. get it. I'll get it. You might wake up you like in that film Tusk in the air, BNB. Oh, you might wake up like in like that film Tusk in the Airbnb, says Mark in Bedford. What's that film Tusk? Is it filthy? I don't know. He's thinking of the album Tusk, which is rubbish. Mm. And that is about that. Anyway, thanks for that, yeah. Mark. Uh, thanks, guys. He means hostile. Does he? I don't know. I can't look into the uh, the mind of, um, of uh, everybody. That's old news. Isn't it just... Guys, that's it. That's your lot. Boy, oh boy, it's been hard work, hasn't it? Well, never mind. We'll see what we can do tomorrow. I, I do recommend you go and download um, uh, last week's podcast because Catherine, Kelly and myself, well, we give Justin Dealey some career advice. Very funny. Not safe for work, I should probably flag up. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there was an accident earlier between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. All the lanes have been reopened now, but it is still looking really slow. There are long queues. And also the A5 southbound between Dunstable Road and Luton Road is looking really busy too. On the M40 southbound, there's a lane blocked between junctions at Junction 6 for Watlington, which is causing delays from Junction 7 for Tame. And in Greenford on the A40 Western Avenue, there's a lane blocked at the Greenford flyover, which is causing delays towards the M40 at the Denham roundabout. In High Wycombe, looking at the speed sensors Amersham Hill is looking busy in both directions and having a look at the train departure boards there's no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Excellent as always. That's it, that's your lot. Back tomorrow at six. Let's see if we can do a decent show. A very weird show today, wasn't it? Wasn't it weird? Local.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Do you think it's time to lower the drink-drive limit in this country? The Police Federation, who represent ordinary officers across the country, say they want the drink-drive limit lowered in line with Scotland. This would mean drivers in England could be over the limit after just one glass of wine or beer. Prosecutions in Scotland for drink-driving have gone down by a third since the new rules were put in place, and it's thought some drivers are deciding not to drink at all because they can't be sure whether just the one will put them over the limit. Well, this morning I want your reaction to this. Do you think it's time to lower the drink-drive limit in this country? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Prince Charles to meet Gerry Adams, alleged victim to give evidence in Aylesbury abuse trial, and police say drink-drive campaign should target women. BBC Three Counties Radio. Prince Charles will meet the Sinn Féin president, Gerry Adams, today as he begins a visit to the west of Ireland, where his great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten, was murdered by the IRA in 1970. The BBC's royal correspondent, Peter Hunt, says it's another milestone after the Queen's handshake with Martin McGuinness in Belfast in 2012. It's not clear how the meeting will happen. Various party leaders have been invited. Gerry Adams has accepted that invitation, so it's not clear whether it will be in private, whether it will be in public, you know, how brief it will be, how long it will be, but it, it will certainly occur, and one assumes there will be a handshake, and one assumes that both sides will be keen for it to be filmed and for us to see the evidence of it. A girl who alleges she, she was abused by members Members of a child sex ring in Aylesbury is due to give evidence at the Old Bailey today. Yesterday, the jury was told that two vulnerable schoolgirls were abused on a massive scale. Eleven men, including six from Aylesbury, deny a total of 52 sexual offences between 2006 and 2012. Convicted domestic abusers in Hertfordshire are volunteering to be tagged as